0: internet welcome back to the fast travel lounge you're listening to episode 54 my name is patrick i'm joined by seth and steve say hi everyone hey everyone hello so it is 2023 we made it we've survived another new year's celebration the 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 earth has gone around the sun again wahoo we're a year closer to our demise. Yeah, well, based on how the world's going, I feel like it's probably been probably faster than a year. We don't have that much time left, but We're fast traveling uh, to that
1: destination on this lounge. We we definitely definitely are. So, We're a year uh,
0: closer
2: to the world's best video game. What? A, what a, wait, which? Hang on, what? Explain that. I, I don't. Know, I don't know. We're just a year closer to it. I'm assuming it hasn't come out yet. Uh, no, they, they we, released we peaks last
1: year. With Stranger of no. Paradise.
2: Ah, oh, shut up, Steph.
1: Speaking yeah, of, what up, are we doing Seth. our Game
2: of the Year episode?
1: You know what? I think that was Ooh. supposed to be this episode, actually. We could You're just do that
2: God. as this episode.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, everybody. We have got something
2: to tune in for next week.
1: We've fumbled our way into doing the Game of the Year episode this week.
0: <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, before we get there, though, uh, I, I, I've I've noticed something uh, very curious while, while out and about. Uh, Has and there been a monkey about... wearing a hat? Okay. <laughs> Very different sort of curious to that, George, but- uh, Oh, uh, by curious, George. <laughs> by furious, George. Um, but while I was out doing my supermarket shopping, as, as I do, uh, I noticed that they, uh, you know, before Christmas, uh, up to a month before Christmas, Christmas decorations everywhere, Mariah Carey in the, in, the, in the aisles, but suddenly I go in and it's only been two weeks after Christmas and not a peep. Curious. Um,
2: they've stuffed the speakers full of hot cross buns.
1: Yeah, no, we already and got hot cross buns
2: everywhere. Yeah, do I you actually got, I got hot cross. I got hot cross buns for half price like three days ago because I were like, near their best before date. Um, so not only are they out, they are close to expiring.
1: <laughs> and we're still four yeah. months out from Easter. Holy shit!
2: Sucks to be Valentine's Day. Sorry, baby, you've been skipped. You <laughs> mean that bunny? Uh, what did people get up to for New Year's? Um, I went to a house party. Okay, you might be
0: the only person that I know that actually went to a party. Almost everyone that I've spoken to was just like, yeah, we did something quiet and then we waited until like twelve o two and then we went to bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I I played both God of War games. So, you know, I, I just stayed home and did nothing. How about you, Patrick? What did you do?
0: I waited until twelve o two and then I went to bed. <laughs> 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 no, it was it was it was a pretty quiet affair, but no, um no no one I know what like everyone was glad that the year was over but no one wanted to celebrate it they were just like let's just let's just get through it
1: i was actually invited to a party but i forgot until the day before and at that point i was just committed to not going yeah fair um, enough yeah uh, if you
2: if you get in your mindset of like you know what don't feel like going out but yeah i think I i've think- um i've definitely had enough of uh, new years where it's i wake up the next day and i feel really bad um so maybe <laughs> i was maybe i'll just have a quiet one next year i think as i get older as well like the into the two-day hangover phase no if i keep telling myself it's not a two-day hangover it will never become one um but it just it's (laughs) i will not be okay until either like sleeping half the day or until like the next day and like i don't feel like wasting a day of my holidays Um, but then at the same time you got to live it up right live in the moment etc etc maybe i'll go overseas I'm pretty sure it was last New
0: Year's that I just had a quiet one and discovered Hades. Oh, Ooh, Hades is
1: such a good game. Nice.
3: Yeah, it yeah. was, I think it was, uh, uh,
1: I think it was 2021 I also discovered the joy of Hades. But it was like, it
0: was like, I need something to do to kill the like hour or so before it ticks over into the new year. And so it was like, yeah, Hades has been on my list of things to play for a while. Uh, and then I went to bed at 4am.
1: Yeah, that sounds like, uh, <laughs> I- that sounds like Hades. <laughs> And then I, and then
0: yeah. I woke up, and then I, and then I played Hades, and then uh, I, I'll be honest, that, that whole week is kind of fuzzy. Just one more run,
2: right? You'll get it next time. <laughs>
0: yeah. I still <laughs> need yeah. to, to finish properly.
1: I still need to do the 10 clears there to uh, see the story all the way through. The, yeah, the story end. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Um, thinking back to uh, a, to one of the last parties that I went to celebrating New Year's uh, a few years ago now, twenty. 16-ish I think god it's a long time ago now um <laughs> one of the it was a it was a, a group of about um 10 of us staying at someone's batch and uh one of the guys went a bit early he just wasn't feeling great but it meant that uh when he woke up the next day every person that uh that saw him was like oh how you going haven't seen you since last year
1: oh god one like... of those <laughs> and, events. And, and let me
0: tell you uh, I was lucky because I, I just don't sleep a huge amount. So I got in early. I was fine. But by the like fifth person, you just started a bunch of people.
2: <laughs> well, I, I did the thing. <laughs> um, so when I got back from that house party, I was like, it was like 2.30. And because we had to like walk home a bit. I had a bit of a shower before I went to bed. And I got to say to my girlfriend, hey, I hadn't had a shower all year. And it was like 2.30. Always funny.
0: Isn't that, isn't that a Camilla Cabello tweet? I don't know who that is.
3: You're not probably that for that the best. Like- <laughs>
0: There was like a screenshot from several different meme pages that i followed that were all of, I think it might've been Camilla Cabello or another sort of pop star esque Twitter, uh, Twitter personality who religiously on the, um, on the 1st of January would say, I haven't showered since last year.
2: Oh, Uh, I think she might have taken that joke from me.
0: Yeah, definitely possible. Uh, Remember if you get rich or win any sort of money in litigation, you owe, uh, I think, I think it's in the contract host gets 70%, I think. Pretty sure that's right. Um, Future sap can, can look I'll, that I'll up and correct me. I have to reject the
2: contract. I think it's like I'm defined as the host, though, um, for the purposes of money making. So, I, well, I'll have to go back and see. I'll, I'll, my lawyers will talk to your lawyers.
1: The important aspect is <laughs> as the it gets forty percent.
2: Um, that's one hundred and ten percent, my good friend.
0: <laughs> hey, that whoa, whoa, whoa. that's just the amount of effort the the, the editor puts in every week.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That that much, nothing less.
0: Certainly not a monetary value less. A monetary value <laughs> approaching zero. Some would say. <laughs> we'll
2: give you forty dollars in cryptocurrency. How about that?
3: Would you like that? <laughs> that that's worse my than
2: nothing. Investment. What do you mean? Oh, you, you, you could make a lot of money on it one day. <laughs> it's a bull run. It'll go up any day now. I reckon. Or it'll cost me a lot of money. Just remember, every every
0: day that it doesn't go up in value is just uh, uh, means that tomorrow it's more likely to.
3: Mm-hmm. Confucius said that.
0: Did he?
1: Well, if Confucius said that, then I have to believe
0: it. Source. True. Uh, right. So, um, I, I would say let's go into kind of round the lounge for this week. I'm not sure how this will go because I honestly don't remember much of our game of the year episode last year. Um, probably for the best. Yeah. Do we actually have? Do, does everyone have? Like, we're actually improving this as we go. Uh, we we had a whole schedule and everything, and then and then it was just like, oh yeah, no, that probably should be the game of the year episode. Um,
2: do people have? A, a loose top three top five so should we do that next week instead of just bumbling around and just speaking over the top of each other like if we're not like i'm prepared i've got my spreadsheet up because i keep a, a track of all games that i played um this year and i get the rating that i gave them and the actual year they came out um so i have played 34 games last year and i can walk through each of them and excruciating with high detail if you'd like
3: yeah
1: i i'm also pretty prepared i um i've already gone and made a top five of games that came out specifically last year list sweet i mean
0: i'm i'm basically good to go as well so uh why don't we just bumble through it through it this week uh hit hit the ground hit 2023 running as they say uh said that too um did he (laughs) yeah he he was so ahead of his time oh man you had to see yeah you had to be there you had to be there Uh, Ah, rats. yeah i I wasn't there sorry maybe next time yeah all, all good all good Um, so do we want to go, so do you guys have them broken down in any particular way or is it just your top three slash top five?
2: Um, I have mine, uh, like broken down by rating and by year, but I get the feeling if we're doing game of the year, I should do probably by release year. Uh, here we go.
1: I mean, if, if you don't feel like you played enough of the games that came out last year, I'm perfectly happy to hear your, like, these are the top five things that I went through last year. I
2: can do a bit of both. I can do a bit of both. I played fucking enough games. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. All so thirty-four games a year is less than one a week. Hmm. Interesting. Someone do the stats <laughs> on that. Right in.
1: You need to pick up the pace.
0: Man literally has a spreadsheet in front of him and is asking a random, <laughs> random listener to do the stats.
3: <laughs> That's actually with your them. job. I'm this not is... very good with formulas. <laughs>
0: hey, Steve, Mister, I'm the host for money-making purposes. That's probably the worst audience engagement approach
2: I've ever heard. No, we want... <laughs> <Whoa>. um, <laughs> I'll see if I can do a formula. You guys keep talking. Okay, well, Seth, we'll start, we'll start
0: with you. Um, uh, what What are your... Actually, before, before we hit top five, uh, or however many you have to hand, are there any that came out last year that you think might have been in your top that you never got to play or never got to finish?
1: Um, hmm, maybe um, Soul Hackers 2? Oh man! From what I've seen of that game, it looks terrible.
3: It, it looks it
1: looks low. It looks low budget, but the Steve characters in
2: strong.
1: It, it looks low budget in the dungeon design, but if the characters and story pulled me into it enough, maybe it could have topped. Uh, been into my top five list, maybe on the lower end. I just finished God of War Ragnarok, and that doesn't break into it, but it got pretty close.
2: Interesting. Yeah, that would probably be. Probably top of my list as well. I did love uh, 2018 when I, I ironically played that like what four months ago. Yeah. Uh, so I think I would really enjoy Ragnarok, but at the same time, not paying full price for a video game.
1: Especially not the current full price. Hmm. Is it out on PC yet? I always forget. Or is it just on PS5? Is. T-
2: 2018
0: is. Yeah.
1: yeah no, yeah. sorry. I, mean, I meant
2: uh, Ragnarok. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, Ragnarok won't come to PC for like another year or two. Yeah. Okay. Gotta milk that exclusivity money. Maybe Xenoblade 3 as
2: well. Yes, I was, you took the words out of my mouth, you dickhead. Um, yeah, that is- Oh, well, look, he's down to 33 games this year, Steve. You prick. Well, well, I need to play that.
1: Yeah, yeah, off the top of my head, Xenoblade 3 is, prob- is probably the strongest one. It's like, I didn't play that last year, but if I did, maybe it's, it'll be in my top five games. I guess,
2: yeah, it's, I've seen a lot of Game of the year, lists, and it does look like it's- it's pretty far, pretty far up there. Yeah, I things. really
1: enjoyed Xenoblade One. Still need to play yeah, Xenoblade Two.
2: One. Yeah, it's very good. One and two are both very good games.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I couldn't get past the initial shock of the um, the art style change when they went to two. And by the time I got around to um, playing, uh, playing one, um, three was uh, actually no, I played one ages ago. Actually, never mind that. I think by the time I played 1, X was about to come out and I was feeling burnt out from 1, so I just haven't looked at playing another Xenoblade game since. It is a very, very long game. What about you, Pat?
2: Anything on your wish list you wish you played?
0: Ragnarok, which I'm a couple hours in, but I'm not far enough in to have opinions. uh, Or to have opinions beyond uh, 2018.
1: Yeah, since we're pushing that to next week, maybe we can actually have a Better discussion about it since I'll I've finished it and you'll hopefully be a bit further in. Yeah, maybe we'll find.
0: (laughs) 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 Will Will I play more of it? Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's how you do audience engagement, Steve. Um, Uh, What about you, Uh, Steve? Seeing as uh, Seth hit you with the Xenoblade Chronicles three, what
2: is Xenoblade three? I don't know what they do with the titles. Uh, Any other things on your wish list? Uh, Not really. Nothing that really springs to mind. from there, it's probably a lot of things that I would have... It's, a lot of the games that I tend to enjoy are things that I'm like, I pick up three or four years later. I'm like, well, that was actually... like People speak good about now, but it's something that I probably really fall in love with a couple years later picking up for $20. Um, but I'm not really sure. There's, I don't know. I think I played a lot of the games. That I was sort of really keen for all the Pokemons. i got Elden Ring oh, on release. Um, and don't forget, two Pokemon games came out this year, fellas.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that, that was a thing I had to contend with when I was making my top five. W- yeah. Which
2: Pokemon game is better?
1: You'll find out when I get into my top five. Yeah. Actually, oh, uh, what's that game called? Uh,
2: like, uh, hard, uh, hard Space Shipbreaker. Uh, it's like a game and you're pretty much putting together spaceships in space and you got a time limit. Um, I've seen a couple of good things about it. Need to go check that I, out as well. I think I know the one you're talking about. I don't think I have, actually. Oh, mm. well, and there's a bunch of games that have come to Game Pass this year or have just been released on Xbox, like your Persona 5s. Uh, and all of Personas 3 and 4 are coming out on that Yes well, as well. Since, um, and the since, Nino Kuni <laughs> series as well. All those games that have come to Game Pass I'd love to play. Um, and just sort of time makes fools of us all, doesn't it?
1: Since you brought up Game Pass, I also want to... Hey, uh, Steven in like nine or ten days, Monster Hunter Rise is going to be coming to Game Pass. Are you going to check that out? After how much Patrick's talked about that game,
2: eventually, I think I'm because I'm playing Monster Hunter Stories Two at the moment. I'm a bit burnt out on the Monster Hunter, Hunter setting, even though that is Monster Stories Hunter's Two, uh, 2022 game or is that 2021? 2021, according to my spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, that's, what I, the same that's year what I thought.
1: Arm um, Rise did. But, they had that whole cross promotion going on as well where yes. um, yeah, 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 certain yeah, that's things right. were yeah. in each game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely
2: will get to Rise, very good point, but when will I get to Rise type of thing.
1: You know what? I'm going through the list of games that came out last year. I completely forgot to mention, um, I didn't play it, but it was possibly going to make a top five list in some capacity. Uh, Babylon's Straight. Fall. Oh. No, not, not top five best, or maybe top <laughs> five funniest <laughs> releases. <laughs> Uh, top 5 releases how, how, how about games <laughs> Top 5 releases 20- of all <laughs> <Sorry>. time <laughs> um, there, uh. and there was also Neon White um, Yeah, no, Neon that. White was the other one Yeah, Neon White was yeah. something I bought I haven't played it yet It seems like a fairly quick game to go through Um, yep. Maybe it'll be something it seem- I go through ne- soon Since I just came off
2: Ragnarok Which was a really long game It did seem like one of those games that everyone was talking about for two weeks Everybody bought it, nobody played it Or everybody played it for two seconds and they put it back down
1: I've seen um, people still a... going through and speedrunning it, but yeah, it's like a small dedicated community now. Yeah, yeah and it's sp- and the speed running that's, community.
0: That, that's the only reason why I didn't immediately put that on my wish list either. In that I do intend to play it, but I don't think it's like a... Like Hades last year was like, I know this game will be good. I just haven't gotten around to playing it. I'm sure mm-hmm. Neon Wine would be good, but it's probably not a this will be in my top five of
2: 2022
0: type game. Yeah, it doesn't just seem high like a up. Steve
2: game. Yeah. Or, a, or a pat game like it's a yeah. it's a good game probably for what it is but it is not what I want
1: to play it might have made exactly. top 5 but it, I got just early impressions of like what I think it could have been um probably at least an honourable mention for the year
2: yeah that's sort of the tier that I'm, that I'm expecting it to hit um
0: wouldn't mind did getting it make that, did mind? 5 let
2: us know yeah I wouldn't mind getting that just as a one thing to tie us out that Digimon Survive game that came out um last yes, year yes well. I
1: didn't touch that either did you actually buy it though? No, I haven't yet. Oh, well, yeah.
2: From what I've heard, they changed that game a lot. It was in development hell and they completely, completely did things to it. They went through like two, two complete restarts on that, didn't they? S- something like that, and like a developer change as well. And they, yeah. And it, from, what, from what I've heard, both uh, on the internet and through actual real life people that have played the game and are talking to me, um, it shows. <laughs> it, it, it is the shell of something. And they've tried to, they to fill it in with some VN, visual novel aspects, yeah, and it doesn't fill that space very good at all.
3: Yeah,
1: I remember uh, we had a news article last year we talked about where it's like, yeah, no, 80% of the game is going to be visual novel, so be prepared for yeah, that. Yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, yeah. I get the feeling if you have to announce that, you really have to be like, you know, maybe maybe put it back in the oven for a bit. Like,
1: Yeah, I, I feel like they were just at a point where it's like, it's been in the oven so long it needs to come out. If it was if it was in development any longer, they would not have made the money back at all.
2: Well what's the old saying? Uh, a game that is never released is always good. A game that comes out is always bad. Um I played completely. Miyamoto, whoever says it all that lied to you. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's like a quote attributed to him. It's um no, uh, a game that, a game that is delayed has the potential of being good, a game that is rushed is always bad or something. Oh,
0: like that. yeah, yeah.
1: That,
2: that
0: side makes sense. You, you missed out a couple of the crucial yeah, ones. Right. It just sounded like if a game comes out, it's shit, which, I mean, <laughs> historically speaking, that's not actually wrong, but I don't like the idea of that.
2: Bring up the stats of good games versus bad games. Uh, <laughs> that, that would take us quite a while.
0: All right, so, shit. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just, just one more note on Digimon Survive. I'm looking at the store page because I was curious if it's um, dropped in price any. Um Steam's telling me it's similar to Guilty Gear Strive. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I just <laughs> that's that's the anime Yeah, it's probably just because of the anime art style, but yeah, no, these are two completely different genres, guys. Come on.
2: <laughs> well, it's like if you like chocolate, you might like hamburgers. Like speaking. Hamburgers. I do like both. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're you just right wouldn't there. like them mixed together. But then at the same time, the person who thought of putting chocolate and milk just saying revolutionary. Well, all I so I I from the, uh, the
0: unbiased third party, see Digimon survive and Guilty Gear Drive and think both have guilt in them,
2: both have people striving in them. So I can see the crossover. Well, and they're both role playing games because, as we all know, every game is a role-playing yeah, game. There it is. Playing yeah, role playing wa- game. I was waiting
0: for the one, two. There we go.
1: <laughs> tag team. <sighs> all right, cool. It's not so, a tag team uh, if you're just uh, slapping yourself on the hand.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, it'll be me slapping him in the hand. Wishlist out of the way, uh, first uh, of the year category, uh, favorite podcast of the year. A uh, bit, bit, uh, bit hard to, to pin down on this one, but, Seth, uh, your thoughts?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with uh, FTL, the Fast Travel Lounge. I, I'm, they, they're just starting out, but they <laughs> seem pretty good. Just starting mm. out.
2: I thought they've got like a million episodes out.
1: Oh, about a year's it's- worth.
0: It's it's close. If we were doing prices right rules, you would be disqualified
1: because it was nearly a million, but it was actually fifty-three. Fifty-three million? Wow, that's a lot of episodes. (laughs) Patrick, how about you? What's your favorite podcast of the year?
2: (laughs) We're really doing this.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, Steve. Did you did you not get the memo?
0: (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) This is is, the twenty twenty two A Year in Review podcast. What
2: was your yeah, okay, no, okay, what was it? A B testing.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, it'll make um, me no, sound uh, like an asshole.
0: Unironically, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, but it's it's, it's a software engineering testing sort of podcast, so uh, probably not a huge amount of overlap. But uh, yeah, I think Fast Travel Lounge is easily top three. Easily top three. Um, particularly their, uh, their, their FTL Checkpoint series. Uh, really had a lot of potential there. Don't know what happened to the first episode, but um, second episode, kind of a banger.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. First episode's is kind of can- up into ether and... I hear it's good, it's just never releasing. I don't know what they're doing with that. <laughs> well, of course you hear it's good. It's a podcast, no you can't rumors. watch
0: it. What do you mean?
3: I like watch all my podcasts you, on YouTube.
1: Because you hear it?
0: Oh, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll throw it for, for your thoughts in a sec, uh, Steve. But ju- Just because we're uh, sharing a brain cell on both enjoying FTL. How good was the reviewing every pink Pokemon series?
1: Oh yeah, every pink Pokemon was such a good mini series that they had a very, very strong arc for them. Um, when <laughs> I, <strong. laughs> I love how I love
0: how easy it was to get into. Like you didn't need to know anything about Pokemon, and it was really easy to follow.
1: Yeah, and the 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 uh the additions of the um he's here uh tier both <laughs> yeah. both very funny game and <laughs> yeah game changing. But it was also very um very sweet and very frightening.
2: <laughs> uh. Anyway, Steve, uh, your favourite podcast? Of the year. Um, so, and this is with a somber heart that I say this because it has since finished up. Um, but my dad wrote a porno. That is a very, very funny podcast. I I got recommended that one. I listened to the first episode and I was like, I'm not. I I can I listening. think I can.
0: I think I can see why other people would find it funny, but it just it just wasn't landing for me. No, I
2: think it's fucking hysterical. It's a shame, like it it has finished up. Um, but I, I the episodes are. A quite concise, only a, a short 40 minutes compared to the second best podcast, Fast Travel Lounges, uh, over two hours. But look, if you're looking for something small, while
0: that, that's two hours of the most digestible content you'll ever find, though.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I'm just thinking if you're cooking a, a one star meal, you'll probably take 40 minutes. If you're cooking a five star meal, will take two hours. I'm just saying, let, let us into your dinner table.
0: <laughs> I love the idea that there's like a, a, a nice nuclear family just eating, <laughs> eating their Christmas meal and one of them's like, "Why don't we, why don't we put some music on in the background and it's just
2: shuffled onto Fast Travel Lounge episode like 43 or something?" I think I'd believe it. Probably there's probably in the infinite parallel universes that exist, I reckon there is a there is some 1950 style family in black and white that have turned on those old-timey radios.
0: Specifically <laughs> in black and white too. Like like the year is like 2020, but they are just living in 1950. They're, they're
1: walking around hmm. like the beginning of a Saints Row 4 doing that uh, that really <laughs> cheeky walk. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. That. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, good thing it's a video podcast. You can just look at your screen right now.
1: Don't do this to me.
3: I'll mark it down yourself. here. have <laughs> got that B rule. That B- rule going.
0: <laughs> Cool. Well, this bit went for way longer than it had any right to. So, um, actual game of the year contenders, um. Uh, Steve why, why, why don't we go to, to you first um, I don't know if maybe it's sort of like uh, on you as to how much you want to discuss each one whether you want to just go through the list quickly or just pick one to start with or up to you I, I don't know how this is going to go but what was at least one thing on, on, on your list for 2022
2: well whoops I just dropped my water bottle and it probably just ruined a, a nice transition so essentially I'm going to say it before anybody else says it Elden Ring 100% that is my yeah, cool. number one pick uh, as much as I hate to give out 10s to games, because I don't believe that like, you can achieve perfection, it is always something that we should be striving for rather, rather than, yeah, cool, we've made it all the best. Um, Elden Ring is very close to a 10. It's like a 99. I, it's out of 10, not, of, not out of 100. 9.9, um, <laughs> No, 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 Seth, Seth knows what he said. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
2: but yeah, it, it's, it's fantastic, and it's uh, actually uh, one of my friends, um, shout out to Ben if you're listening, you better be listening. He literally just got into it over the Christmas break and he's like loving it. And it's been good to have a chats with him about the build he's going and the different bosses and the different struggles that are going on and that actual difficulty of when you're trying to get through a section or when you're trying to get through a boss and that satisfaction when you actually do just, ah, it's it's just amazing. Like you sit there, you're literally just, oh, so good. Like there was that, what's that headless giant or whatever it is. Uh, It took me so long to beat him. I must've tried him like over 50 times.
1: Yeah, the fire giant. Oh,
2: the fire giant. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And you finally get him, and you're like, yeah, all right. That's that's where I'm up to. I uh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is one of the
0: few games which I haven't finished, but don't need to <laughs> finish to appreciate how good it is. <laughs>
1: which is funny because Fire Giant is very close to the end. I know. Well, it depends but it's on also it's also the
0: when game. the map when the map like inverts and a bunch of stuff shuts down. So I was like, well, better go, better go gallivanting off in random directions. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah,
2: diamond shapes there
0: it's
1: only one place that gets shut down i think well it's not shut down
2: it's like it It becomes more narrow like it's the open world and as you get to that part it sort of narrows it corridors for lack of a better word
1: yeah but um you also get locked out of a bunch of side missions in that one city that gets shut down basically oh, very true yeah depending on
2: what you do um
1: yeah so if you want to do everything you got to make sure you clear out that city first
0: yeah eh. well uh i I intend to uh finish up Elden ring but
2: yeah of what I've played easily in uh, in my top five as well hmm yeah like it's like, it's fantastic like i I was sort of skeptical about having an open world souls born type of game but it, not only does it suit the genre it has been implemented in a very good way like it simultaneously rewards you for exploring but at the same time putting limits to how far you can explore but it you still can overcome. If you're not supposed to be in the area, you can still be in that area. You'll just have to work a lot harder.
1: Yeah, it's so funny to me that on their first try of making an open world game, they made one of the best games in the genre. <laughs> um, they mm. they put so many open world games to shame. It's the same with um, Breath of the Wild, actually. Like in the sense that Breath of the Wild put basically the entire open world genre beneath its feet. Elden, Re- Elden Ring is on the same. So, this word
2: gets tossed around a lot when talking about Breath of the Wild, and I'm going to put it at the same level as Elden Ring. Revolutionary. It revolutionized the genre. There you go. I said it.
0: I, I remember um, uh, when we discussed this December 2021, before it had come out, and there was, there was that one trailer of riding around on the horse and the, um, the geyser, like the the jumps going like way up and down. Um, you guys remember that trailer? It was, like, one of yeah. the first movement
2: trailers for Elden Ring. Uh, I really didn't think keep up with the trailers, to be honest. Yeah,
0: that, that's the thing, is that I, I yeah. only watched it because I knew that we were going to talk about it on, on an episode, and Seth was gushing about it, and I was watching it, and I was like, I, tr- I guess? It just doesn't seem like my sort of game. And then it comes out, and it's just it was just like, whoa, happy to be wrong on how like, well this game went compared to my impressions of it watching one fucking trailer. random. Um, <laughs> random, uh, mid episode question for the guys. It's just because it's possibly my favorite podcast title that we did. Episode blank, Eldon rang and we answered. What <laughs> is the number?
1: Um, Oh God. Uh, that was fairly early. I think, think. about it. We're
0: on 14. Now. Uh, I was, yeah,
1: I was literally about to say, I'm pretty sure it's 14, and uh, you just said that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I meant to say like I'm 54 that. at the moment. I was looking at the episode number when I said it, I did I, that stupid thing. I know thing.
1: 9 was one of the first ones uh, that like, all of us as a group was really proud of, and yeah, I was like, yeah, 9 was before Elden Ring came out, but not that long before. I'm guessing yeah.
0: 14. I was shocked. I was expecting it to be... Uh, When I was scrolling back looking for it, I was looking for it kind of 20 to 30. I didn't think it was 10 to 20. So how do you feel fumbling that bag? Oh, terrible. Um, Good thing Steve's the host, so uh, it's his fault. I still get money. No, I take it back. I fumbled (laughs) the bag, but I still get money. Um, Yeah. Elden Ring also on my list.
2: Seth, uh, Elden Ring on your list, perhaps?
1: Elden Ring is uh, on my list for sure, yeah.
2: But is it on your list as number one or just on like a highlight of the year?
1: It is on my list. It is, if you know anything about the way I've been acting on this podcast last year, it's not number one, but it's pretty close. Hmm. Interesting, all right?
2: Uh, what is your number one, then? Well, I, I, I'm contractually obligated to ask you what's your number one. Uh, if, and even and, and I'm contractually
0: yeah. obligated to cut in here before Seth answers it and say that uh, we're not going to rehash all of what, I think we spent about two episodes talking about various bits of it, but um, yeah, <laughs> go back and listen to episode, episode 14, Elden rang and we answered Still, banger of an episode title. Oh, I I still fucking... I still chuckle yeah. when I read that title. It's but, a good one. It's um, a good one. Yeah. Now, Seth, uh, what was your number one?
1: All right. So, I, I thought I was going to work backwards through my list, like five through to, five through to one. But yeah, I'll, I'll start with the, okay, the best well, in that one Well, in, in that case,
0: you you could just you, you, you can give us a taster. Uh, you, you can tease the audience like you always fucking do with... Uh, oh, you uh, tease. No, no, no. What, what was I'll... it? A, a couple episodes ago where you're like, uh, I'll speak about that later. And it was like... Oh yeah. <laughs> Cliffhanger, Cliffhangering for an hour later in the episode, huh? Nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wait till the entire news section after we talk about it on round the lounge, <laughs> but no, no, I'll, I'll just start with my number one. My number one was stranger of paradise. So no, no surprise there. Um, just, <laughs> just to get it out of the way as well. Elden ring is number two. Um, I remember me and Patrick, both of us having the, uh, having the same thought at the time of, um, Like when Elden Ring came out and Stranger of Paradise and Tiny Tina, it's like, yeah, Elden Ring is really good. But this other game that came out around the same time is just more up my speed, up my like what I want out of a game. And that's that's what Stranger of Paradise is for me. It's a really fun game. I really enjoyed everything it did. The co-op in it is like one of my favorite systems for a soul style co-op game because it's just, hey, make a room. Have someone join you. Go on missions together. There's no consumable items or anything. You just go and do the missions together. As long as you both have them unlocked, I'm, I think is the case. Yeah, no, the combat system in it is fan-fucking-tastic. I I get so much joy just playing uh, playing the game, Uh, fighting all the enemies, fighting all the bosses. Every attack is so satisfying to land. All the different jobs in the game are really fun. They've been adding more with the DLC and... Uh, I've only done the first DLC at the moment. The last one's coming out this month. I've heard that um, people aren't happy with how the second DLC went. Oh, yo.
0: (laughs) Sorry, we are talking about Stranger of Paradise or Tiny Tina's? I
1: forget. Uh, Stranger of Paradise because it's in the sense that all the DLCs expect you to grind them all the way to the end before moving on to the next one. So you need to be insanely dedicated to the game uh, to get into the next phase of the game. Jokes on you, Tiny Tina does the same thing, but it takes five minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, this <laughs> takes this takes um, hours of grinding. But yeah, if people that are just but it's a p- good
2: good grinding or bad grinding though. Like there's there's grinding and I'm <laughs> shaking my and head like grinding, yes. and then there's grinding and I'm making an angry face.
3: It it depends <laughs> on your
1: outlook because if you're in the game just for like the story and the new levels and bosses, then it's it's grinding. But if you really enjoy the game for what it is and, like, trying to make builds and just getting as insane as you can, then it's more of the up, upbeats. Yeah, it's grinding. So it, it depends on your outlook on the game uh, and the way yeah. it works, especially since, but, yeah. it's, especially since it's a loot system game, so you're grinding loot. Man,
2: all games are loot games these days.
1: Hey, they really are. But, yeah, no. Um. Also, just the story, a lot of people wrote off, but I think it's actually... Really, genuinely good, especially when it gets to later moments and all of the um darker beats happen and um it starts going towards the end game. I think it actually genuinely gets good. Um, Jack as a character is fantastic, and yeah, I really happy with how this game turned out. It's probably one of the better, one of my favorite games that's ever come out.
0: Jesus, mm.
1: it's a. Uh, I did play the demo for *Strangers of
2: Paradise*, and I did sort of click with it. Probably isn't the word I'd use, but because I am into those. It, it was sort of a mix of, like, everyone kept calling it a Souls like, but I think it was more... It's more action-y like
3: an, than a Souls yeah, like game act,
2: is. Yeah, action-y RPG type of thing. And I did like how you could switch classes really easy with the press of a button. Um, and I did like, in one of the cutscenes they're talking, and he just interrupts and says bullshit, puts in his AirPods, and he's just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> uh, and it's the funniest thing.
1: There, there's also another scene later on uh, where um, a boss is doing their, their whole standard spiel of um, How dare you come into this crypt, so, do you know who I am, blah, blah, blah. And uh, before it can finish its uh, spiel, um, Jack jumps up and goes, I don't give a fuck who you are, and then just decks it in the face. Ah, that's so solid. Good. But yeah, no, all around, fantastic game. I, I'm sad for the people that can't get into the DLC, but... When I get around to it, it's going to be something that I just gel with. It's made specifically for like me and three other people on my timeline. <laughs> Four people in the entire in world, in your, world in like this your, game.
2: Uh, okay, in your, in
0: your multiverse.
1: Yeah, my my Twitter extent, timeline, uh, not like my my Mar-
0: Marvel timeline. Your your uh, your Mortal Coil.
1: <laughs> and yeah, um, number two, Elden Ring. Same reasons Steven said. It's
0: just uh, all. Sorry, uh, just uh, if, if you want to hear more about uh, why Seth likes Stranger in Paradise so much. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying going down memory lane with some of the episode names that we have, but uh, you can catch more of Seth's thoughts on Stranger in Paradise in episode 15. Uh, no, sorry, 16. No, 17. There we go. Tiny Tina's Mouthful of Chaos and episode 18, geez, chaos, you get two games. <laughs> uh, also great names.
1: Oh, yeah. So those, are, those are also very strong. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go uh second elden ring yeah second elden ring same same reasons we talked about like five minutes ago all around phenomenal game mm-hmm. really really loved the, the feeling of like you just keep going and the game just keeps getting bigger and you're like this game doesn't end oh my god there's so much more to do and yeah the souls genre just kind of works in open world better than you'd ever expect it to so i was really happy with how that game came together i did basically all the boss fights that are important. Looking forward to whatever DLC they do, if they do one. I, I expect them to. And Pat, Patrick, what's, uh, what's your favorite game of the last year? So, uh, I, I, need
0: to, I need to ask for the, uh, the, the lounges' opinion, because my number one game for 2022 is Sunbreak, but it's not- Wait it's, 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 it's kind of like a technicality.
1: I will allow it. It's like, it's, it is an expansion, it? but it's big enough to be a sequel to the game. And they have consistently added content to it
2: throughout the year. So the expansion came out, and then they've continued to add free content to it.
1: Yeah, and I also think at the time it came out, it matched what was in Rise anyway, like Rise and its DLCs. So it basically doubled the game. It did, uh, and yeah, it
0: is sort of I will say weird, but I mean that in the best of, in the best sense, and that Steve's right, and that. For an expansion, they added de-
2: free DLC to the expansion to the game. That's just unheard of. Yeah, that's, that's and not only is that good, that's uh, that's the Steven Tight, tight ass, um seal of approval. So, <laughs> there you are. By a game that just keeps asses. giving you more content
1: for the rest of the year.
2: Did you guys end up watching that Monster Hunter game? Uh, fuck. End up watching that Monster Hunter movie? Oh, I watched Which the Netflix one, one not the
0: live action one.
2: I didn't. I've know seen it, was both. Which one were you talking about? Uh, the live action one. I didn't know there was an animated one. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, so um, the live action one, it's entertaining. It's not a good film. <laughs> no, no no, part of what you've seen of the film before having seen the film itself would make you think that it's a good film. It is designed to be entertaining and it is entertaining. Um, I don't think that was a recent thing. That came out a while ago, I think, that, or maybe February? like uh 2022
1: yeah no no it came out before 2022 because i remember while we were on our break or hell i think it was when we were starting the podcast we were making jokes of we should um watch both of them and compare them in an episode and then that never panned out oh
0: because i i ended up watching it um i ended up yeah watching it with a friend of mine which uh would have been january or february i just don't remember what year So, um, if it wasn't 2022, it would have been 2021, so, uh, yeah, a little while ago.
1: I think the live-action movie came out at the end- no, the start of 2021, and the, um, the animated one came out closer to the end of 2021. Yeah, and the animated one, uh,
0: was much closer to what you'd think of when you think of a Monster Hunter movie. It is, uh, but it's and, also horrible. Uh, I mean, did we not talk about this? I- I- I remember discussing this with people. I just don't remember if this was either, like, here as part of an episode or just in Discord with people.
1: Maybe it was on Discord with people because I don't remember talking about it. Yeah, Hmm. I
0: do not remember talking about this either. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe it's... the I mean, like, that that's, funnily enough, so long ago now that I'd be keen to watch it again and then just add it to (laughs) to around the lounge bit for, for a future episode. But I don't remember it being particularly bad or at least... Maybe, maybe that's coming at it from the kind of biased place of, it was better than the live action
1: film. <laughs> I, I imagine so, it's probably that, because I, I, it's not bad, it's just incredibly boring. Like, there's a whole lot of nothing going on in that movie. Parts
0: of it are definitely like that, but parts of it pay much more of an homage to what the games were than what the live action film did. So I think the, the animated film also did a lot of things right. Um, we're getting kind of sidetracked. Uh, so... Sunbreak, I'm slowly scrolling through the episode list. I don't remember I remember roughly when it came out, but I don't remember what we titled the episode
2: when it came out. Probably something silly.
1: I think it was the the Monster Hunter Rise of Wordle. It was one of our earlier episodes. But was that just talking because remember there was Monster Hunter
0: Rise coming to PC and then there was Sunbreak. Because
1: both yeah, of those yeah, happened sun, last year. I think I think that one was actually when Rise came to PC. So yeah. yeah. Sunbreak would have been a lot later. Yeah.
0: So uh sunbreak it came out basically middle of last year uh there is an episode from around the middle of last year which uh will be me just absolutely gushing on it for uh many many minutes
1: <laughs> many <laughs> just, many minutes across the entire life of this podcast now
0: that's that that's also kind of where it was going yeah uh <laughs> episode <laughs>
2: Thirty-four. Give me your mum's credit card number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> banger. Need, need your mum's credit card number. Uh, Rise um, had a lot of free updates.
1: You know what? It was yeah, exactly. It was episode thirty-four, and every episode after. Uh, but yeah, basically, anytime there was there was some break
0: news, uh, it, it, it would come up in the news section with me talking about it. But so, why did I really like the game? I uh, was a massive fan of Monster Hunter World, which, funnily enough, so first Monster Hunter, well, all of the Monster Hunter games that I played had been the. PSP slash 3DS era ones of like loading screens in between areas, and it's basically just you run you run after a large monster and beat it to death for like thirty minutes or so. And so when I saw everything about World, it was like, oh, that's a completely different format. I don't know how this will pan out. And so uh, when that came to P- uh, PC, I realized actually this might this is my favorite Monster Hunter game ever. And so Rise, Rise was enough like World that I played the shit out of Rise first on. Switch uh seven Josh. With no audio. <laughs> yeah, and, and no audio. <laughs> and then how do you do it with no audio? It's, oh you don't get the vibe. I and, and then I got uh, all of the armor, every armor piece that I could, and basically clock clocked the game on on um Switch, and then it came to PC, and then I bought it on PC and then clocked the game. Well, not clocked on PC actually. I didn't get every armor piece because they announced the Sunbreak was coming out, which was the Iceborne expansion to world. What Sunbreak is is the expansion to Rise. And so that's bringing in master rank, bunch of new monsters, two new areas, basically a, a kind of story. I, I've loved all of it. Uh, I've had my gripes with like the, the the main gripe that I've had with it has been how Monster Hunter you've always been able to capture or kill a monster, and in Sunbreak they were like actually all the post game content requires you to only kill monsters. And I, as someone who almost exclusively plays it solo, was like, well, this is just a twenty percent efficiency reduction in my time, but. As part of all of the free updates that they've been doing, they've just been making it better and better and easier and easier to play. Uh, Now you can bring like basically NPCs along with you in any hunt, as opposed to select few ones. And they've oh, that's actually a very good
1: addition. Yeah, especially because they help out a lot. Like in their specific quests, they were very useful. So actually, having them around for normal quests would be very very efficient and helpful as a solo player.
0: I was a little bit indifferent to it when it first came out, but I, since having played it more, have... Yeah, thank God they brought that feature out. And it's cool being able to pick two different NPCs and they have, like, specific interactions and stuff. So, like, there's not enough of them that you hear all of them after a couple hunts, but it's still cool that there is that sort of interaction going on with the different NPCs. Uh, yeah, just a million little quality of life upgrades and and features, and there's still... I think the the cool part is that I consider myself to be near the top of the skill ceiling for iceborne. Uh I found a set that worked for me and I kind of explored it to its fullest. But because of all of the new skills that they keep introducing and particularly the scroll system with having kind of two different loadouts to take with you in a hunt, I still feel like I don't really know what I'm doing at times, which is kind of nice given the absolutely like unholy number of hours I put into Monster Hunter over the years. So yeah, it's a no-brainer that, that Sunbreak is my most, pl- uh, well, it's my top game of the year and was also my most played game this year, I'm pretty sure, at least according to Steam. Yeah, that's 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 my number one. Right, so if Seth's got Elden Ring as number
2: two, Steve, what was your number two? Oh, it's a toss-up between Pokemon Arceus and Pokemon Scarlet. Oh, sorry, Pokemon Violet, because that's the version that I got. Um, probably Violet's got it, because that's more of the traditional game, And while Arceus did try to Break the mole, it did probably fall down in a couple of places, um, like with the battling and all that kind of stuff, even though it wasn't supposed to be for that, but it just wasn't as fun and got a bit grindy, especially towards the end. But no, nah, Pokemon Violet is oh, the best Pokemon game they've ever made. It is going in a very good direction. Uh, struggled with the open world. Uh, you probably could have removed the open world from it and just made it like a semi-big wild area like Sword or Shield, and it probably would have been a lot more beneficial, but Game Freak's learning, I guess, or well, hopefully. Uh, and before people start adding me and saying with well, the graphical problems and all those issues, I did have some graphical problems, not that many. Like there was a couple of slowdowns in places, especially like with water. Um, there was like stuttering and all that kind of stuff. But it, it didn't impact my experience of the game. Uh, yeah. Of course, it's very disappointing. And in fact, one of the biggest franchises in the world settling for this type of quality in this day and age is hordeline ad fucking horror in. and then this is that excuse that game freak is a small studio but if they're using the video games to sell the merchandise like you'd want it to be the pinnacle uh, but yeah i really enjoyed violet i'm getting into the competitive scene now as well am i good probably not but i will <laughs> giving it my best shot and what's important is you tried you're gonna be the very best no one ever was yeah like, like I, I might have done those discussions that there's like a bgc co- tournament in Melbourne next month, so I might head down there, try my luck, see how I go. Uh, I might share the podcast to a bunch of strangers. And, and just remember,
0: you, you, can, you can take life lessons from Pokemon Violet as well, because if you realise you're not good enough,
2: you can make sandwiches and fuck off to the future. So, you, know, you got <laughs> yeah, options. Yeah. well, make, make sandwiches while watching my Pokemon fuck to get an egg.
1: <laughs> really? Right okay. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: So, you, you, you took parts of, uh, of my life advice, and you, you didn't quite get to the conclusion, but you're on your way, and that's good enough for me.
1: So, so Steven, Yay. if you're going to shield a podcast to a bunch of strangers, at least make sure you shield the, um, the Pokemon spoiler cast, so that way they have something to attach themselves to, and then they go to the normal stuff.
2: Normal stuff? Um. <laughs> <laughs> the, the vanilla missionary stuff, is what Seth was trying to say. Oh, I was just going to shield them episode 14. Just in the episode title alone, uh, but but yeah yeah, Pokemon Violet. I loved it. Um, some of the Pokemon designs were meh, but like the gameplay itself is really good. I really had a great time with it. Um, I've been recommending it to a lot of people. Like, if some people have been whinging about, oh no, I don't think I'll like the new Pokemon game. Like, all right, we'll fucking play it then. But yeah, I'd say get it on sale, but it doesn't go on sale because it's a Nintendo game. And <laughs> God forbid they charge less than fucking five dollars off RRP, dogs.
3: Oh, that, that,
1: that
2: sounds like a steal.
1: So, Patrick, yeah, is Pokemon in your number two or number three
0: slot? Uh, sorry, I just realized time. park, oh, wait, that's where it is. No, we're fine. I'm um, <laughs> try, trying to keep track of what we're talking about to make uh, future stuff's life easier. It is not in my two or three slot. Pokemon is my number four for this year. Okay. Which, which one did you do? Violet. You went Violet? Okay. I went Violet. I, I woke up and I chose Violet. Very funny.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Pokemon <laughs> Legends RCS. Oh, sorry. Pokemon Legends colon RCS. Hey, there we is my go. Yeah, address it by its
3: full name.
0: This <laughs> is um, number three.
1: Yeah, no. It, uh, it's, it's very hard. It, it was a very close competition picking between Scarlet and Violet and this. And I didn't want both Pokemon games taking up positions in my top five. So I, I was like very firm. I'm going to have to pick between one of these. And it, it just comes down to the, the reasons that Steven put it down is why I'm picking it up. Um, I like the armor, oh. um, uh, the battle systems a little <laughs> bit more than what's... Uh, I you uh, going to say you like the game Nintendo is.
0: GameCube-esque water.
1: Uh, yeah, no, the, the water uh, glitching out, the Pokeball is so soulful. Like when, when it's, you're catching a Pokemon in water and it goes underneath and like the water texture starts making the Pokeball texture freak out, that, that's,
3: that's peak... <laughs>
1: When,
0: you, when you look in the distance and there's a chunk here and there's actually a flying Gyarados and you're like, finally!
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I just think overall this first attempt at a open Pokemon game, I thought was a little bit better. Like, um being able to just throw a Pokeball to catch weaker level Pokemon, I appreciate a lot more um, than just having to enter a battle to catch them. Um, it just takes a little bit of uh, monotony out of it. But in that sense, the game was also going more towards the idea of you've got to catch a lot of the Pokemon to fill out their Pokédex entries, whereas um, uh, Scarlet and Violet can be just you catch it once and you're done. I also think that the um, the let's go mechanic from um, from uh, uh, Gen 9 was done a little better in this game in that you could bring out any of your six Pokemon at any time by shifting them with the D-pad instead of um, having to go into the menu and then changing out who your party leader is. I hated yeah, that
2: because it encouraged more crafting. And crafting does, does not belong in Pokemon games. There, I said it.
1: That, that's that's <laughs> fair, but in the sense of like sending them out, uh, like uh, just it, it, sending it easier, them out yeah. or whatever, I think that was like a little bit better designed than what was in Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> All I'm thinking of from uh, Pokemon Legends Colin Arceus chat is uh, I don't remember
0: how it transpired, but someone cracked a Someone stuck uh, that meme of, uh, imagine being caught in Arceus just to be labeled as a, just to be labeled as part of the heavy specimen for the, <laughs> for the species. Yeah. And it was, and it was right when you, right when you posted about your second cheeseburger or some shit. And it was like, well, I guess we're changing Seth's
1: name in the group chat. Yep. Heavy, it was, I think it was heavy specimen for like six months. So oh, it like was, that, yeah. and, and
0: it was great because no matter how bad my day was, seeing heavy specimen is posted in, for, in fast travel lounge just made my day.
1: I- I'm glad to make that day a little bit better for you, then.
0: <laughs> and then opening it and seeing that the uh, thumbnail is sponsored by Portrait
3: <laughs> Yeah, we still haven't oh, changed that.
0: Oh, God. We, we need to. <laughs> Welcome to the minds of a psychopath.
1: <laughs> uh, I, the, the shiny noise, very appreciated in this. Um, no idea why they mm-hmm. took that out of Scarlet and Violet.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You played with sound?
1: Yeah, playing with yeah. sound is uh, very important, apparently. To I, Actually, and, to me, I I don't
2: know how you uh, do it, Pat. I do not know how you do it. Just you in the void, eh? <laughs> what do you mean? I have all the voices in my head to keep me company. Ah, uh, well, I'm I'm trying to escape them.
1: I also noticed was a point that we disagreed on in the spoiler cast. But generally, I think RCS was a nicer looking game, and I think the maps are a little more interesting. Like. Um, so ooh, my, ooh,
3: <laughs>
1: Scar- Scarlet and Violet, to me, the map design doesn't do a whole lot for me. Like, there's nothing like very memorable about the maps. While hey, I, Seth, I,
0: I, I gotta ask, are, are you okay knowing that Josh isn't here to back up your shit takes?
1: Yeah, no, I, I need uh, he didn't like either of these games. He'd probably be he doesn't like <laughs> anything. He, he'd probably be he'd probably be spinning in his chair, like just trying to avoid the topic. But with, with, bad. With, with him gone, I someone needs to pick up the bad take. Potter. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, I, I I will agree that the uh, the map the map design in parts of Arceus is more memorable than the map design in parts of Scarlet Violet. But I heavily disagree on Scarlet Violet being a worse looking game overall. Even yeah, just that, the that, fact that, that they turned the saturation up above a one was nice.
1: Yeah, I. It's, it's probably just a me thing, but I think that the water is color aesthetic looks better in RCSN, the plain look of um, Scarlet and Violet.
2: Yeah, it's a weird art style choice in RCSN. Uh, and I can sort of get your point about, like, because it has different zones, each zone is, like, unique and individual. Whereas with the open world in Scarlet and Violet, it is a lot more...
1: It blends together.
2: Yeah, yeah it blends together. But there was a couple of, like... For lack of a better word, soulful moments. Like they've got those, what, the 10 wonders of Paldea lying around in Scarlet and Violet, and like it'll be like a fucking mountain holding, hanging upside down, or you're in a cave <laughs> and it's just a big fucking hole in the ground or something. Those are always fun. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's, there's not, there's no reward for getting there. It's like, oh,
1: hey, this looks cool. My, my favorite, my favorite, um, uh, 10 spots of, um, Paldea is when you get to a lookout tower and it's like the lights of, um, uh, the Electric City, and it's like, yeah, cool, I can see those in smed and Vaseline in 240p.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, it definitely... I, I'm still waiting for someone to make the joke about the, the best 10 things to see around Paldea are taking out the fucking spikes in the ground.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was shit. Oh. Man, they really <laughs> oh, need to go a map for that.
2: That was def... Well, it, 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 you don't do it. Like, that's not fun. <laughs> it's just whining. <laughs> they don't... They can make it easier to do, but that doesn't change the fact that it's the shittest part. Like, it's the shittest part of any open world is like, oh, gotta pick these ten collectibles up. I don't want to.
1: Don't make no, me no, do no, it. it's not even you have to go
0: pick them up. It's that like you have to go pick them up, and you don't know where they are.
1: And it's, you it's, don't it's have both. a good way to track how many you've picked up. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Because the chains don't move. Yeah. They <laughs> oh move God. with
3: every
1: two you've taken. Uh, but I you could don't sort know of justify it if
2: it was like a, if there was... Like it did the Breath of the Wild thing and you're up high and if you look down at night, you can see them sparkling. But the draw, dis- draw distance doesn't exist for that. <laughs> there's no way to force it to be night. You'd have to wait the t- fucking wait, wait, 20 wait, 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 minutes wait, wait, for Steve, it to Steve, night. Steve, Be careful
0: how much, be careful how heavy you rail against Violet because we, we need, like, we, you and I are in agreement that Violet's better than Arceus, <laughs> so just just
2: tape, tape, simmer down, all right? No, well, Arceus does the same thing with the fucking Spiritomes things and there's like a million of those. Man, I'm like a Oh man, I'm going ten rounds with fucking Spirit Tomb at the moment. That was the worst fucking part of Arceus.
1: Yeah, no, the Spirit Tomb quest is pretty bad as well, for the exact same reasons. Yeah, I understand
2: why you have to get 108 of them, because that's how many souls are trapped into Spirit Tomb. Don't fucking make me do it.
1: Especially since some of them only appear at night or day, and you, you don't have a good way of knowing which ones that you've, uh, you've gotten. It's just... Oh. Yeah, it. Mindless, mindless searching for objects in an open world is not a good activity.
2: I'm still fucking hate Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 2 for introducing us to that.
1: Yeah, those feathers oh, fucking yeah? suck. Well, h-
0: however much you hate it, I hate it more because I collected all of them and then didn't get the trophy. Yeah, oh, see, I, did means, it, so I did yeah. them all,
1: but at least I got a trophy, so I can be happy about that. <laughs> the yeah, Patrick fine. gets nothing. See, I,
0: I- at least, at least, when you die and go to the afterlife, and Osiris or whoever the fuck weighs your heart against all the sins you've committed, at least you've got the platinum trophy in your favor.
2: So I feel like they got heavy real quick. I was trying to think of um, like because, X, because I got the thousand gamer score on Xbox. Um, it's not called a platinum trophy, just like I got all the achievements.
1: Which is funny because uh, Xbox has recently. Uh, well, not recently, but at the end of the 360 lifecycle, I think it was, they added a platinum trophy equivalent for achievements, but it gives you zero gamer score.
2: No, no, they have not. That is only some games that do that.
1: Oh, only some games do that. Yeah, I thought only it, some I thought games it was do that, yeah. every game at some point. Nah, some games do,
2: like, for example, like the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm series will be like the last achievement of the game. And it's like worth like 25% of the gamer score. Um, and others will do. It's worth like ten game a score, which is what fucking point. And other games will be like zero. And then some games do like no.
1: Yeah, I remember it was like Naruto Storm Revolution. I think it was the one between uh three, uh, two and three. Yeah, because yeah, between, between three and four and three. Was generations. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. I think it might. It might have been um generations then. Yeah. I I was playing that on three sixty, and I was like, oh, hey, there's an achievement here for get all the other achievements, but it's worth zero points.
2: Yeah, yeah, some of them do, some of them don't.
1: But yeah, um, yeah. It, it's a very close thing between both Scarlet and Violet and RCS for me, but just yeah. slightly prefer RCS. I, b- both are very strong contenders for the year, though, and I think that they should be merited for both being fantastic games. And Game Freak, I don't know how the fuck they did it, to releasing two full Pokemon games in one year, but... They somehow did it, and I hope they get well, it's a easy. proper they just break. Cut out
0: all the voice acting.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and don't forget, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl came out like what two months before Arceus. So,
1: yeah, but I, I give them a little. I, I don't count that because that wasn't a Game Freak game. And that was literally just Gen
0: Four done again. Yeah, yeah. And it was just yeah. a chibi skin of a Gen yeah. Four. Yeah.
1: Looking back, I, if I could redo
2: one episode, it'd be like the episode we did on um, Diamond, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Because looking back, that game did really nothing for me. Like it.
3: Yeah, you're, you, just
2: a shit you, and, um,
1: you and uh, Josh were all over that game from memory. Like, yous yeah. were both singing his praises.
2: Yeah, I think looking back on it, yeah, there's a lot of choices they made that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I th- yeah. anyway, anyway. And as,
0: uh, the, uh, we'll just quickly springboard off that real quick. Any other regrets that that just come to mind in terms of like, oh, man, I got that wrong? Or, man, I've really changed my opinion on that since
2: whenever the episode came out? Playing ukulele in the impossible there—that was just your game.
1: Bayonetta three for me. Um, I came into that singing his praises a little too much. I well, not singing his praises. I feel like I was pretty evenly split on us uh, talking about his positives and negatives. But I feel like I scored it a little too high at the time, and I I adjusted it on my own.
2: Yeah, um, I was listening to Giant Bomb's game of the year, and they were talking about most disappointing, and there was a. Bayonetta three was a solid contender for it.
1: Yeah, a lot of people didn't like Bayonetta three. I came away from it really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, uh, I I understand why people didn't take to it as well as I did.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Will I
0: play the the one that sticks out? The one that sticks out in my mind just quickly. It's not even a game. It's uh when I when I talk about Lightyear, because I I stand by that I really enjoyed Lightyear as a film, but. I came into whatever episode that was singing its praises and talking about how good it was as a film but uh just ever since then it's just been sort of recontextualized as but it was a toy story film it was set in the like the kind of meta toy story universe because you know this is the movie about the toy that was buzz lightyear just all of the I realized that I was judging it on it being a film in its own right and not it being and, and not it in context of being a kind of Toy Story IP sort of film, and that if you put the It's a Toy Story film and everything else back over it, God, it's forgettable.
3: <laughs> so yeah, I, don't know. I, I yeah, haven't
0: got around the to one watching that, I that about.
1: myself, but uh, that seems to be the general takeaway as well.
0: Yeah, and, and it's a shame, because it's like, I, I really enjoyed a lot of that film, but then, yeah, you just sort of think about it a bit longer, and you're like, actually, yeah, it was probably really shitty that they just called it light year in order to get people riled up because it's attached to a Toy Story IP and not, you know, strong enough to stand on its own two feet. But yeah, anyway, I don't I don't think I have any regrets about any of the games that I've talked about. All my reviews have been perfect and uh completely on point, hundred percent success rate, so
1: <laughs> Patrick, did we get to your number two yet? Because I know I kinda skipped down to going to my number three since Pokemon no,
0: was no, no, brought no. up. That's totally fine my my number two was Elden Ring. I, I mentioned that when we were talking about it. <laughs> oh, so right, yeah. yeah. We're 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 still on track, we're still on track. Don't okay. Worry. Praise the, praise the process. Um, but uh, I guess I'll flip to my number three. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to <laughs> loosely keep tabs on how long things have been taking on where, where I can. You know, just just because I appreciate uh, future Seth's editing efforts. My number three, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that one was... I, I'm surprised... Well, not, not surprised after how much we've talked about it and all the disappointment you've expressed since... But at the time, it was, uh, you came away going, yeah, I'm enjoying this more than Elden Ring. So now to see at the end of the, well, after the year's done, you come back with a love. yeah, no, I, I'm enjoy. I've put Elden Ring above it.
0: Yeah. So I, uh, we've definitely talked about, I, I, it was already the two episodes that I mentioned, uh, where are we? Uh, Elden Rang we answered not that one yeah Tiny Tina's Mouthful of Chaos so episode 17 if you want to hear more of my thoughts on it and I'm pretty sure we revisited it again a bit later after some when of the, the DLC, DLC came when, out when basically the, when the basically, DLC, the came DLC was a train wreck yeah yeah, yeah the DLC was, the was pot.
2: A... you cried on the podcast <laughs> for 30 minutes that was your section
0: yeah exactly exactly uh, I think we actually just called it uh, past therapy session <laughs> there was like an exclamation mark and someone put like red highlighter over it in the moment playing through the base game of Tiny Tina's Wonderland it did everything right in a game that I really enjoyed. The, the writing and humor, the IP, the universe, the storytelling, all of that is stuff that I really enjoyed, and I stand by that. Where it falls over is that, one, the DLC was an absolute shit show. I think, I think they, I don't even know if they've released the fourth DLC. At this point, you don't care? Kind of. I've technically paid for the, well, no, sorry, I did pay for the season pass, so technically I should care is what I meant to say. Uh, that I that I see the value in in all four DLCs, but uh, first two were absolute, just like I'm like they were technically DLCs, but by the loosest possible definition, <laughs> one of them introduced a new class which I haven't gone back and played as because of the hybrid class system, which is a selling point of Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and I think it's really cool that you can do that. Um, the the hybrid class mechanic, um, I explain it more in the in the full episode, but the problem is. That was all in this little window way back in, when was that episode now? Uh, March. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. So as of about April or May, every point past that, playing Tiny Tina's has either been uh, maxing out the remaining couple characters that I played, uh, which is a lot of grinding, but like the generally fine, I'm okay with it grinding because I've got something on the other screen that's taking up more of my attention, or the DLC, which was a shit show. Now, that does two things. One, it reminds me of how absolutely phenomenal Borderlands 2 was. <laughs> like, uh, Is that a good
2: thing or a bad thing, though?
0: So that, that, that's, it's a double-edged thing, right? So, so that, that's part one. I'll come back to that. Um, the second part uh, is that when I think back on all of the fantastic little moments and experiences and things that have made up my gaming in 2022, Elden Ring is so easy to name so many good moments. Tiny Tina's has stuff going for it, but it just doesn't have the staying power because it is, you know, like a continuation of the Borderlands IP. It doesn't do anything crazily outlandish because it's effectively an extension of a DLC that came out in Borderlands 2, which makes you think back to Borderlands 2. And it makes you think by comparison, compared to what else came out in 2012, like we went through this. Uh, or at least I, I went through this when we, were, when we were discussing games of, you know, various stages of our lives in, in, in chat, and holy shit, 2012 was a strong year for gaming, <laughs> and the fact that through that, Borderlands 2 sticks out as one of the games that I've just glued to and probably base way too much of my comedic personality on, <laughs> at least on the writing of, exceptionally strong, and it's a double-edged sword, because... On one hand, it gives me a huge amount of appreciation for how good that game is. And I've spent six, seven hundred something hours in Borderlands 2 on PC and then another hundred or so on PlayStation Vita.
1: And um, oh, uh, oh, God, you got the Vita version? How did that go? Jesus Christ, I didn't even know there was a Vita version. <laughs> it, I, think it, I think it was announced when the Vita was still coming out and it didn't come until very late. Y-
2: true, true. Um,
0: it's... Hard to enjoy after playing it on PC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. The The main thing that, that hampered it is that I love Borderlands 2, and I always will, but the idea of having to start completely from fresh yet again, when I, at that point, had already maxed out a couple characters and, you know, had spent so much time in the PC version, all of that stuff, I was fine doing it in Rise because I knew I was going to get Sunbreak on PC, so there was an investment, like, mm. ready to go, but... It was too hard to do that with, with uh, the PlayStation Vita version. So played it for a bit. You know, I've got some characters at some levels in there, but it, just, it was just too hard to, to keep up. But yeah, and then meanwhile, Elden Ring blew so much of what else came out th- uh, last year out of the water in terms of being very unique, being very memorable, having a huge amount of staying power. And Tiny Tina's just, compared to other stuff that came out last year, just didn't have it. So I'm fine putting Elden Ring above Tiny Tina's. I enjoyed Tiny Tina's. I recommend People look at getting Tiny teeners, particularly the base game and not the DLC, <laughs> um, if, if uh, the, the, price, the price is right for what you'd enjoy about it. But yeah, looking back after a year of gaming where both came out sort of March-ish last year, I have more fond memories and more moments that I can point to as going, that was an Elden Ring experience. That was amazing versus that was Tiny Tina's. That was good. You know, it, it was, but not good enough to, to put it above Elden Ring for my list. I can believe that.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a very fair argument on both sides of it. Uh,
2: Steve, <laughs> did you give your third place? No, I did not. But because I didn't really play that many games that came out uh, in 2022, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to something that I played at the start of 2022, um, but came out a million years ago. Uh, Persona 4 Golden. A phenomenal game. Yeah. Yeah. Came out on PC. It's fantastic. I've meant I love the Persona game so much, even though I've only played four and five. Um, but it's probably been like what four years since I played the first but when I played Persona 4 and I didn't play Golden, so there was a whole bunch of new stuff for me to do. Uh, I loved it. It was so good. I just it 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 somehow felt nostalgic, like listening to all the music, uh interacting with all the characters, going through all the dungeons. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed it, and I'm really glad that I replayed it during the Literally, nearly twelve months ago, the Christmas break because I could literally spend four or five hours, four or five, six hours straight playing it. And for someone like me, I after two hours, I'm like, you know what, I want to do something else. But with that, I was just literally just putting so much time into it, and I loved it. I'd highly recommend anybody. It it it's one of those games where it's I think it is very close to not not the perfect game, but it is a perfect blend of when you've got to do combat and dungeon crawling and all that and when you've got to do social links and it has a great story that pushes it forward. And it's a bit of an actual mystery and you want to find out what happens to these characters. You care.
1: There is a reason why Atlas milks Persona 4 for like almost a decade. Yeah.
2: And why Persona 5 didn't come out for like what, eight years or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And we're
2: well, speaking of Persona 5.
0: 5- is, is there an FTL episode that you expanded on? Just because I've been, I've been trying. Like on one of my screens is our list of episodes, and I'm trying to like bounce through them. Where something is like people listening to this, and they go, "Oh, I wonder what you know. I wonder what made P4G so good. Like go back and listen to this episode. Did we talk about? Um, I get the
2: feeling we definitely would have.
0: I don't think we did
1: actually. I think you finished it during when we did our basically one month break last year, and you just moved on to talking about other things. Oh, no. the, the problem is,
0: in, in my head, we had all the news about all the different Personas coming to various platforms, but I don't remember if we discussed people playing particularly for Potentially.
1: Yeah, I think at most Ugh. we got Steven talking about how he really enjoys Persona 4, but never yeah. like a big, uh, an actual big conversation about the game. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs>
0: that That's sort of where I thought we were as well, I just want to make sure I'm not missing something obvious. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, <laughs> did, uh, did we do a P4G uh, yeah.
2: episode? Let us know. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> well, There's always there's that meme of that um, guy that has made a video essay of Persona 4 Golden and because <laughs> of YouTube's file limits it had to break it up into two so he's got one video that goes to like what 10 hours or 20 hours and the other video that goes to like pretty much half of that time so it's pretty much like 30 hours of him just talking about this game. Which And, and I'm pretty sure somewhere in there he, he plugs uh, Fast Travel yeah, he does. Yeah, um, you have to watch it all in half speed. Find out, um, <laughs> or if you send us your parents' credit card number, I uh, will give that to you.
1: You know, he 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 mentions us very quickly, so that's why you have to listen to it at half speed. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's true. But he he tried to say our
0: name in full, like fast travel mode, which you shouldn't do. No one no one needs to
2: do no, that. It's it's too much power, too much speed. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, Persona Four Golden, it's fantastic. It is. A very big time commitment is a very big JRPG, so it's one of those things that I'd only recommend to people that enjoy JRPGs. But at the same time, if if, if everybody could play it, it'd be fantastic.
1: You're a very vocal hater of um turn-based combat <laughs> and a, a lot of what Persona Four does, and the fact that you sing its praises so much, I think should be a testament of, like, how good of a game is and, like, maybe anyone could do it play it, even people that don't necessarily like RPGs.
2: Yeah, and I think it's... Um, I'm just piggybacking off uh, the Dragon Quest Eleven that I recently played. And it's the way that you interact with the combat, I think, because Persona 4, you do, like, a bunch of combat all in a row for a, then a big boss, and then you sort of go home and you're not playing the combat for sometimes... Five, six, seven hours. You have got a lot of social links to do, a lot of mini games to play.
1: In fact, I don't think your first combat encounter is for like the until like three or four hours into the game. Yeah, exactly. So you know, by the time you are burnt out with the combat, it's like okay,
2: cool, time for social link stuff, time for story progression, and then by the time you're burnt out with story stuff, you're like okay, cool, dungeon crawling stuff. Let's let's do it. Uh, having said that though, um, Persona Five um, is it from what I remember. I played that game through like twice now. Literally takes the Persona 4 and literally cranks it up to fucking 15.
1: And then Royal
2: expands on that even more. Makes it better, yeah. And then Royal I do need to play. It is out in Game Pass. I actually have it downloaded and God, I want to play it. Every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, just, I'll just jump in. <laughs> but I'm a bit burnt just out. Just one hour, bro. Just one hour. Yeah, I'm a bit burnt out. I spent and <laughs> Just Christ, one just hour one gets you to Sojuro's house. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, it's one hour. And I'm like, all right, can we stop now? Um, but yeah, I will get to Persona 5. But yeah, just... Quick shout out for Persona Four Golden. It's pretty much out everywhere now, I believe. Or it comes out on the twentieth everywhere else.
1: It comes out in four days on Xbox, and I guess everything else as well. I I yeah. know I know it's um Xbox for sure because they're advertising it for Game Pass. That and Persona Three Portable.
2: Yeah, Three Portable and Four. Yeah, I need to play Three yeah. Portable as well.
1: Yeah I, was, yeah, I was actually about to say maybe hold off on Persona Five Royal for a bit. Maybe give um. Persona 3 Portable a try next.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm worried because Persona 5 uh, does a lot more gameplay things and makes it a lot more smooth and it looks prettier and the combat is a bit more fluid than 3. So it might be a bit hard to like go to a game that came out essentially when Persona 5 came out 2015 and then Persona 3 came out like what? 2003? I think that was 2006.
1: Yeah, they, they were very late PS2 games. Um, I think Persona 3 was 2006 And Persona Four was two thousand and eight. Yeah, Persona Four was like one of the last games to come out. Yeah, they they were like they they were very late. They um the PS three and three sixty were well into their life at that point.
2: Yeah, but yeah, just yeah, quick shout out for that. I know it didn't come out in twenty twenty two, but that's one of my highlights of last year.
1: And what a highlight! God, I love Persona Four. Yeah, God,
0: love it. Cool. Well, I guess yeah, I guess we'll just count that as your uh. Is your number three for this year then. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it. Is, is that is that you like out then, or do you have other ones that you can fill in with like like a four and five also just good shit that you've played
2: in the last year? Uh replaying The Last of Us well part one and playing The Last Bus Two. Fantastic. I love the experience of them. Is is that is that four and five or is that just four? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like like in your list. Like, are you counting oh, those as separate <laughs> entries? Or like sorry, I'm like, Blast Us isn't the Last of Us 4. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, I think the experience as a whole, like putting them together, that probably makes it number four. Yeah, sure. Um, if that makes sense. Did you, uh, did you enjoy, uh,
0: sorry, which version did you enjoy playing? Was it the, the game based on the game based on the game or the game based on the game based on the upcoming series based on the game?
2: It was the PS4 version of the TV release of the PS3 game that has been remade into a PS5 game. That been since oh, yeah, that, that's a good one. one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That fucking show, that TV show comes out soon. Uh, we watching fellas?
0: We are. Uh, I saw a, I saw, I, um, uh, what's the word? I saw a, uh, preview post from the escapist talking about how much they enjoyed the show. Yeah. No, yeah. everyone's reviews for it are coming
1: out now and yeah. it's, it's uh, getting a lot of like
0: critical praise. Uh, like, I'm, I'm sure the show's good. I'm sure it is. But the, the, the tentacle versus spore thing, not, I don't know. I'm still, I'm on the fence, but I'm, I'm hopeful that, that everything is as good as they say it is, because I will absolutely be watching that when I can. Uh, so, was the particular uh, Last of Us bits that you wanted to highlight from, uh, from, your, from your little trip down memory lane there, Steve? Uh,
2: I could probably talk about the whole thing. I like the whole story interaction. Am I? Maybe because, well, because The Last of Us Part 2 was sort of spoiled for me. I knew what happens. Like, spoiler alert, Joel dies in the first, like, what, 20 minutes or so. I, I knew yeah, that. Yeah, but going like in, only just, physically, he's still there in spirit. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I didn't know how that happens or then what happens <laughs> afterwards. But I still thought that that was a very good story, and like the way it happened, it still like shocked me. Like in the violent way that he died, and I could understand why it'd be very polarizing. Um, yeah, I don't really understand how people could take an issue with the overall theme of the game being uh, revenge is bad. And then when you get to the end of the game and you're Ellie and you've beaten the shit out of Abby, despite the fact Abby's been locked up for like six months or something and she's quite wasted away to nothing, and you beat the shit out of her, you get your revenge, and she's like, you know what? This is fucked. I hate this. <laughs> it's really good. It's a really touching story. I was on the edge of my feet the whole time. I that's another game I can't recommend enough. The Last of Us remastered. Probably the PS4 version over the PS5 version because fuck paying eighty dollars for a game you can get on the PS4. For like, <laughs> frequently it goes on sale for like ten. Yeah, um, I don't. It doesn't do anything else. Like it looks pretty old, oh, fancy, but it's the same fucking game in in um, on the PS4 for like ten bucks. Um, but yeah, I yeah really enjoyed that. Cool. Uh,
0: I just flicking through the episode list to see that we have uh, episode twenty-five,
2: The Last of Us Part Two discussion cast. Yeah, we 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 went through that quite a lot because I convinced both Seth and Josh to play, it, didn't I?
1: Mm, Josh, uh, not me.
0: I Josh haven't done that yet.
2: Uh, right. Yeah. Anyway,
0: uh, Josh, guess. what are your thoughts on it? Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> the last of us in silence. He he sounds like how I play Switch games. <laughs> Man, I don't know how you fucking do that.
1: It, it's a mystery <laughs> to all except Patrick, and he'll never explain. <laughs>
0: I, um, <laughs> I was going to say I play, I play with braille, but I realize there's probably actually a way of doing that. And the people that do that are absolute ballers, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I plug headphones in for the bits that I feel like I need to listen to, but otherwise I just, I, I don't have, don't, don't have a nice way of listening to audio when I play it
2: docs. So
3: it you, is wow, what it is.
2: as much as I like derailing us, um, so how do you, so you play continue. Do you like have like your doc set up to like your uh, PC monitor or something? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wild. As someone who just love couch gaming, I' crazy.
1: And so I'm guessing your PC monitor doesn't have like speakers to go out into. It does not. I don't have speakers attached to my computer at all.
0: And, and it doesn't monitor have that I play switch on. Yeah, exactly. And the monitor that I play, that I play Switch on is from 2010. I want to say.
1: You know nice. what? They're still probably outperforming what the Switch resolution is.
2: A <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Well, switch out speakers there you are yeah it's, it's uh it's it's on my list of things
0: to do if i if i ever come into a, a large sum of money to um to get a nice uh uh speaker monitor like no, not necessarily a like monitors in a sp- fuck speakers in a monitor but just having audio out on um on a monitor and then i can play switch or if i shift my ps5 to to where I, where my computer is or anything else but yeah, in no rush, my monitor's, my monitor's still still going strong. Neat. Why don't we jump to... So, uh,
2: Actually, why, why don't we, do, do you have your number five to hit us with, Steve? Well, I don't know. I've recently started playing Tunic and High on Life. Uh, Tunic is an indie game that came out uh, six months ago, and High on Life is that Justin Royal and the creator of Rick and Morty um, He's sort of first-person shooter that he did. And I'm really- Right, so are
0: product. you going to pick one or are you going
1: to me write both out? Uh, uh, Tunic. Tunic because Tun- it's a better game. I, I'm <laughs> glad you went that direction. Well, well but for, <laughs> for
2: things we will cover later in future podcast episodes, because I've only played them like last week, Tunic is a better game while High in Life is funnier. It's more of a cinematic experience. Um, and uh, I'll probably get into Tunic a bit more later when I've got my thoughts a bit more- uh, padded out but it's on Game Pass go play it right now um, if you've got Game Pass it's also on the Switch I believe in the PC and I don't think it's on PlayStation sorry from, from what I've heard Tunic? it's the perfect sort of Switch game it is very it is so the way that I described it was that it's if the creator of Dark Souls had a baby with um, old school like the 90s Zelda they couldn't take care of the baby because of financial troubles or they were too young or whatever. And then they gave it to an indie developer and the indie developer raised them up and put like a lot more soul and heart into it.
1: Just to just to correct uh, Stephen quickly, uh, Tunic is on PS4 and PS5. Oh, we're doing fact checking now? That sounds like fake news.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, was the, was right the baby raised with like vengeance in its heart to go
2: find its birth parents or? The baby is raised in a way that it you can definitely tell it's doesn't belong to the parent that raised it, but the baby's attitude reflects the parent that raised it. It's a very weird analogy I know.
1: It's happy that it was raised by that that
2: parent. Yeah, like it doesn't try to be something it's not. There are bits where it's the Dark Souls, and it's the bits where it's the Zelda, and then there's the indie soul that sort of surrounds and is that game. Like, it's got a lot of soul. It's got a lot of heart. It's knows what it's trying to do and it does that and that's it like it doesn't try to overreach is what i really appreciate about it but Hmm. i'll I'll talk about that probably in two weeks
0: yeah so i was just about to say so if you want to hear more of steve's thoughts on that go listen to episode 56 (laughs) 56 question mark (laughs) um yeah whenever whenever we get around to recording that yeah it does some fun um Not sure it's the sort of game that I will play immediately, but it's the sort of game that sounds interesting enough that I will look at at some point. Yeah, Um, Tunic's one of
1: those games where I've seen it shown at a couple of game shows and it looks really good. I just haven't gone around to getting it myself just yet.
2: Yeah. It is definitely one of those games that um, you either love it or you hate it. Um, If you get frustrated in the first hour or two, put it down because it does not get better. Um, well, it, it, it's not that it doesn't get better, it's that it's just more of the same. It's like, right. don't have to take a bite of a four liter tub of chocolate ice cream, um, not like it because you're a degenerate that doesn't like chocolate, and then finish the whole ice cream <laughs> box and be like, hey, this is actually chocolate ice cream. It's like it fucking says down on the box. what do you expect in the first spoonful?
0: I think we've had more creative analogies out of the last four minutes of Steam talking about tunic <laughs> than at any point in our 54 episode history. That champions, baby. It. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this man plays High on Life one time. <laughs> <laughs> man,
3: this is what happens when you
1: play a game with soul.
2: Well, with High on Life, like it's I'm not saying there's a lot of pickle jokes in it, um, but actually there's no pickle jokes, and it. it's actually quite depressing.
3: Huh. Uh, that wait, was a tar- uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. Seth, on,
2: Seth quick,
0: quickly. Yeah, yeah. Seth, <laughs> quick quickly. lighten the mood. What was your What was your number four?
1: Ah, uh, my number four was um. Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7 reunion. Of course, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Got to add another Square Enix game onto the list. But no, um, Crisis Core is something that I've always enjoyed, even back as a PSP game. Um, this uh, remake, remaster, whatever you want to call it, just massively improves that game. Um, I'll probably I'll talk about it a little bit more in depth at a later point because it's something I played over the break. Um, no, really enjoyed it. A lot of a lot of fun. Um, Zach is probably one of the best Final Fantasy characters um ever made, and just getting getting his story done is really good. Isn't that the guy from um the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Cody? No, no, that's Yozara from um uh, uh Kingdom Hearts. I don't know who that is, man. <laughs> <laughs> he he is um he is a secret boss for Kingdom Hearts three. I have 3. Oh,
2: but yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I rats have to have got him set off about fucking Kingdom Hearts now. No, um. I'm done. Oh, thank God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, from what
2: I've heard about Crisis Core, it apparently it still feels like a PSP
1: game. Yeah, no, it's it's just a PSP game, but made prettier, and the combat system's been vastly improved. Everything, everything in design, length of the game, um, uh, what you do in it, it's all just the PSP game one to one. Actually,
2: hang on, you know what, I'm gonna, if you'll let me to rant for a second, I know I've talked a lot on this podcast, and I fucking will continue to. Um, <laughs> why the fuck did this come out on the Xbox, but uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy XIV are being blocked? What are we doing here, fellas? What are we doing? I guess you could say there's a crisis. Oh.
1: <laughs> I have a running fear that I have a running theory that Final Fantasy 7 is going to come to Xbox when um the entire trilogy is done. You know what? Good. I hope it comes to Game Pass Day 1. Get fucked. It probably will <laughs> at be- that point. Thanks for, be- thanks for beta testing.
3: <laughs> at that Sorry, point, at that I'm, point I'm they probably it.
1: will. They'll probably take the payout from Microsoft to put it on Game Pass Day 1. I know it's copium, but I, I kind of feel like
0: Steve gets the high ground on this, and, I, and I'm really scared to say that out loud.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love this. Well, like, but at the same time, it hasn't come out yet. Let's not uh, count our chickens before they hatch, or count our chocobos before they hatch, to use a Final Fantasy term.
0: Well, just remember, if it's bad, they just need to make an anime. They need mm. to make a uh, live
1: service game that'll fail. <laughs> With NFTs. And blockchain technology.
2: <laughs> All right, settle down. We don't need any of that.
1: Yeah, Um. as for Final Fantasy fourteen, fuck the final. They... They mention it every now and then. Uh, Phil Spencer mentioned it as well. It's just one of those things where the game's on fire so much that they don't have time to make the Xbox version. Oh, no, no. We've set them off about Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> no, that was all I needed to say about that. What do, you, what do you mean on fire? What, on fire from the number
0: of people that just can't keep handing money to ScreenX fast enough?
3: Yeah, that well, don't, forget and- <laughs>
2: th- don't forget last year, you couldn't buy that game for a bit. Yeah, yeah it
0: exactly. was on fire so fucking
2: popular. They're like, nah, you're not buying it anymore. Crazy. That and the engine's just that old. And
0: They're you know always what? putting and out true fires. homage to Final Fantasy 14, We're interrupting Seth talking about literally anything. <laughs> there we go. And the it's universe good to be has itself. Okay, Seth, you can speak now.
1: Uh, moving on to my number five. I mentioned it before, but it's Bayonetta 3. Um, I, ah, I, get why, I get why people are disappointed in this game, but um, no, I just... Not really you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not me. I enjoyed it.
0: Um... The combat... You'll, you'll, you'll take your tube of paste and you'll eat it yourself in the corner.
3: Like a uh, big blue, glue. Boy.
1: My favourite. Um, no, like, <laughs> the, the, combat, the combat system's still really good, even <laughs> if it's not as good as Bayonetta 1 and 2's uh, combat systems are. The story is nonsense, but Bayonetta stories are always nonsense. Um, it's just, even, even with the handicaps it has, it's still one of the best... Um, types of action games out in the um, market because Platinum is just that good and uh, all the set piece moments in the game I really enjoy they they have their own visual flair that only Platinum's, Platinum does in their, these sort of games and I know a lot of people don't like the, that but it's something that I really enjoy about these games so I yeah I just really like Bayonetta 3 Nice uh, I know
0: that we talked about Bayonetta 3 in an episode but I do not remember when
1: it wasn't all Recently that long ago. We thought, think, yeah, yeah,
2: it'd be pretty semi-frequent. Maybe not frequent, is the right word, but not that long ago.
1: I know I mentioned it for the first time in the guest episode, and then I think I talked about it a little bit more the episode after. Hmm. Listen to all our episodes yeah.
2: last year to find out more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh well like g- give a give a rough uh, month at least to-, to narrow it down for people that wanna li- to people for people to want to listen to more.
1: Oh I'm looking through the episode list now because I know which one was the um the guest episode. So it would have been episodes forty-seven and forty-eight.
0: Cool. Well you can go and listen to
1: those. Oh wait, if you wait, want wait, no, no, more. no, not forty-eight, because that was when we got back onto our um pink tier list. Oh, so shit. episodes forty seven and episode fifty.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Cool. Um right uh right you,
1: four and five for you
2: baby
0: yeah round mine out number four is pokemon uh pokemon violet i'm not gonna rehash a bunch of what's already been said because you guys have said a good chunk of it uh already and we have that, the spoiler we, cast exactly and we have a spoiler four. cast.
2: interesting really think you know someone <laughs> what you thought it would be higher or lower higher really higher than tiny oh. tina Dreaming. Well, I, just from I thought the DLC thing with Tiny Tina might have. Um, so yeah, no, I would have thought the same. Actually, yeah, that would rock the boat too much. That so it's like, oh shit, it's Jane. you know what, fuck this game. Hey, well, you know what? At least Tiny Tina had voice acting. There, I said it. You know what? I hated him because he was right.
0: That's <laughs> 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 where it hurt hey, the pe- most. Pe- people have been crucified for less.
2: A lot less. <laughs> um.
3: Yeah, he knew uh, exactly d- where to
1: strike to do the most damage. <laughs> 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 critical hit.
0: <laughs> Funnily enough, critical hit uh, as, as uh, rolled by a dice roll in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Boom. Double reference. Get back. Um Yeah, uh, we, we covered this whole thing in, in FTL Checkpoint, which was only two episodes ago. Um, uh, and it's the only one with a different thumbnail in the Spotify list, so it should be easy to find. Uh, uh, guess which one on the thumbnail is my trainer's image. I'm not going to tell you. Um, and number five I will, it's a uh, default
2: trainer come on man
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen, you dealt critical damage I needed to win somehow
2: I don't think that was the win you thought it was because... it wasn't
3: but it still oh, no, felt it good was the, it.
0: <laughs> it was the loss I thought it was, don't worry <laughs> um, and uh, number five, any guesses? I
1: actually don't know. I uh, you reckon you're going to say Cult of the Lamb I'm going to guess for speed
0: Unbound double interesting Hmm. I, 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 do need to. My, my lawyer will will have me ask you, Seth. Is it because you're looking at the, uh, at the shared doc where I put my top five? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're
3: actually. A you're a fucking okay. cheat. You're a fucking <laughs> cheat, Seth. fucking
1: you. are a fucking, a fucking I'm, cheat. I'm not actually, and I'm going to put myself on blast for a second. I'm watching someone do cardboard uh, do-it-yourself. Um. Things like making a. Wait, you're not card- to the podcast. I, I, What's I, the fucking I, point? I've been I've been talking and active, but at the same time, I've been watching this dude make like vending machines out of cardboard and being amazed.
2: Hmm. Couldn't even keep you focused. I'm, I'm I'm
0: trying my best to think about how I can defend Seth by saying, "Don't worry, we're sharing a brain cell." I'm not even sure if I can do that with cardboard vending machines. That's that's a level beyond what I'm capable of. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it is unbound. It is unbound. Um Cult of the Lamb got, uh, does get honorable mention. Um it is it is fun. It, it's uh, it, it is probably one of the um more unique games certainly that I can think of that I played in the last year. But the the problem the problem is and I know that I talked about this in an episode but I do not remember which one uh if I scroll quickly back through it I'm sure there would be some sort of culty pun in the episode
2: title if I look uh well, I just thought Cold of the Land would be higher because you know you're from New Zealand and all that. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Well, you
0: know what? The episode that I was thinking I might have talked about it in was begging Steve for a new microphone. So, <laughs>
2: and look what that got us. Hey, I actually know I did get a new microphone. I shielded out quite a lot of money. Yeah, and I did fuck the sheep. Wait, I'm <laughs> <laughs> a good microphone.
0: Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. Uh, I yeah, I really don't remember which episode it was. Uh, would be somewhere in the ballpark of, of 40-ish, uh, episode 40-ish. Yeah, maybe 37? I can't quite tell. Anyway, um, yeah, Call of the Lamb. Um, Super interesting, super unique. The main thing that holding it back is that I, and uh, reading around was interesting because a few other people had the same complaint. Uh, the game was too split between the base building and the combat, and it was really hard to enjoy the combat when there was so many things requiring attention in the base building. And so... It had problems, basically um, mm. game, but it, it had problems. But Unbound uh, also a great game of problems. <laughs> but the the reason why Unbound got it and Cult of the Lamb didn't is that I could see a, a a little bit of the DNA of Burnout Paradise, which is still probably my favorite racing game. Certainly, on hours played, it is. Uh, Forza might be catching it actually. Um, but yeah, Unbound, uh, I I was just really happy with it. I slightly annoyed actually full disclosure really fucking annoyed that I paid full price for it and then within a month I see it go down to like 40% off
3: and Steven Steve, is there you something you want to say just, about that yeah,
2: yeah he's going to say let me hear it Steve come on you know what it's the implications are already there I don't need to say anything Dam- <laughs> the damage to my wallet's already been done yeah um, it's already been done I've said it before I'll say it again never buy a game on release um, don't at me about Pokemon um, that's different Nintendo <laughs> games do not go on sale. That is not yeah. something within my control. Um, and don't add uh, me about Fire Emblem as well. Um, I got the two for one, not the two for one, like the two for
1: 50% off the other game. Yeah, Those yeah, voucher the, things the, the Switch the double, out, double
2: voucher. Double yeah. voucher. So that's, that's how I justify it.
1: And also yeah. Nintendo games never go on sale. They never go on sale. I
2: don't know what Doug Bowers is doing, but hmm. maybe one day they will. Maybe one day. Well, uh, Nintendo first but- party games don't go on sale. For whatever, whatever reason, Mario Rabbids goes on sale fucking for like $5 every three months, and I don't know. Why. <laughs> yeah,
1: true. That's because that's a Ubisoft <laughs> game. Also, I went and looked at it. Uh, Call of Land was uh, talked about on episode 37. Yo, what did I
0: say? 37. I don't know.
1: I think you I'm said. I'm pretty
0: sure I said episode 37.
1: I think you said 36, which is very close to 37. I no, I, I joked about uh,
0: the episode title being Begging Steve for a New Microphone, and then I said, I'm pretty sure it was around 40, and then I said, I'm pretty sure it was 37, but I didn't look into it any harder. Anyway, um, it was around when I said it was, I'm good enough with that, close enough, C+, plus is still a passing grade, uh, c to get degrees, all that. Unbound, really liked the aesthetics, really liked the music, really liked most of how the gameplay plays and feels. A mate of mine who also plays it put it to me in a way that I didn't actually think of in that, because he was also a massive fan of, of um, like Burnout Paradise, Hot Pursuit, all the other sort of Criterion-esque games. He was saying, it's, it's close. But the highs are high. Uh, the highs are higher, but the lows are lower than than other Criterion games, and that's actually a pretty fair assessment. Because when the game's working well, it's really wo- it, Like it works really well. It's real easy to get into it. But when the game just wants to bend you over a barrel, boy howdy, does it take pleasure in doing so. <laughs> still haven't finished that either, uh, partially because it's actually still relatively new, which is why I'm even more disgusted it got so cheap so quickly. But
1: yeah, no, that came out. Not even. Oh no, no. About a month ago. No, now. A month ago. A month ago. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was. It was just into December when it came out. December second, ish. I think. Yeah. um But yeah, been out for just just over a month. But yeah, I intend to finish it at some uh, at some point. I don't know whether it's higher or lower than Ragnarok in priority. But yeah, when it's working well, I really enjoy it. And um uh, oh, <laughs> full disclosure again, I was going to put Forza Horizon Five. <laughs> my list and then I had to look it up and went, oh no, that came out last year, uh, two years ago not yeah. last year, because of the the Pause of Horizon Power Hour, shout out to, to that banger of an episode, um, episode Mistakes were
1: made, lessons were well learnt
0: Lessons were well learnt uh, Yeah, so I think that rounds out everyone's um, uh, top five for the year uh, which, which is cool um, I know that we have a little bit of time left I don't think we're going to do a new section this will just be a, a year in reflection type thing. So we got a little bit of time left. Uh anyone want to put in the one of the worst or or negatives of, of things that they've played this year? Huh. I'll I'll go I'll go first. All of the Tiny Tina deals. <laughs> <laughs> Simultaneously going, top and bottom, eh? Yeah, I'm not going to expand on that. Oh also, also while I was thinking of um the while I was thinking of Tiny Tina as being my third best, um, one other thing on my wish list, which no one has talked about and I don't know if it's for a good reason or not. Second Tales of the Borderlands came out this year, or last year.
2: New Tales of the Borderlands, that's right, it did too. It just dropped and I was like, yeah, this is it. I haven't haven't heard heard anyone mention it. I've never heard of a single thing. It it just
0: occurred to me when I was talking through Tiny Tina's, uh, um, my my recap of it. But yeah, that's also in my, I guess it's in my wish list. I don't think it's going to make top five because I haven't heard anything about it, but I do intend to play it at some point.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's something I I completely forgot about. I saw yeah, the original the of that one. as well, like the original Tales of the Borderlands. Yeah, no, the first one's really good. Uh, oh, it's Thinking
3: currently gunfights.
2: 40% off on the Nintendo eShop. Wait, new Tales of the Borderlands? Yeah, but then you have to play it on the Switch, which means you won't get sound. <laughs> True. Uh, I, Yeah, I might add it to my Steam wish list and <laughs> see. Hey, might as well, like it's... Oh, it's currently 60 bucks on Xbox. Absolutely. F- oh, Metacritic 5.0. No. Ooh. Oh god. Um well like well, zero critic reviews, so I don't know. Oh, hang on, it's a Switch version. Never mind. Never mind.
0: Oh, that's that's fine. That's expected. That's actually doing well for a Switch game. <laughs> yeah. Got some reviews.
2: Yeah, uh what what else
0: do we have? Uh can we count the the negative gaslighting of Cyberpunk as a as a as a winner or a fail for the last year?
1: <laughs> um <laughs> look,
2: it, kind it, of it's- both. It's a a net positive because they did so many fixes to the game. And realistically, this anime thing was already always going to come out. It was just at a weird time where it was, oh, hey, we've done all these upgrades and it's in 4K now. And we've added some content. Here's an anime that's actually pretty decent. So I guess where it stands.
1: Yeah, I'd (laughs) agree with that. Like The game came around on its own. It's just that the anime helps it. People realize that happened. Yeah, which which
2: I think it is a very good example of game starting off shit and sort of doing the horseshoe turnaround. Um, and not the only all, the old horseshoe- No man's sky arc. Don't even get me started on man. No man's Sky's done that perfectly without an anime, so it's still above. Oh man, what No Man's Sky has done is fucking impressive. Yeah, We've no, I. For free.
0: I'm I'm so glad that they get maybe not the recognition per se, but the fact that they get nominated for video game awards and, and stuff. Just yeah. Still, After still, how much of a later. pit they were in, climbing themselves out like they have done is amazing. And that's actually another thing for the wish list. Go back and revisit No Man's Sky. Not technically because it came out last year, but just, I just, I need to. Well, they've
2: done, they've done like what, two or three expansions? So I, I played it midway more that, through 2020 and they've had like three or four more expansions since.
0: Yeah. Um, they, they, um, they're, they're, they're adding shit faster than Capcom's adding free content to an expansion pack. So uh
2: mm. Yeah. mean, Capcom and uh Hello Game should make a game together. Monster Hunter Sky. But then but then no uh,
0: due, due to financial difficulties and uh, cost of living increases, they have to give it to an indie dev to uh to raise.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> You'll get a lot of soul, but no more free content. Uh,
0: maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh other other fails uh, mobile gaming in general. <laughs>
1: Gotcha, every, in general. every live service game that Square Enix released—that's
0: <laughs> true.
2: Uh, more like Babylon's fail, am I right, fellas? Hey. We made that joke when it came out. Yeah, and I'm making it again. <laughs> there we go. He's right, um, you know.
1: <laughs> th- this isn't exactly a fail, but this was a minor disappointment to me. Um, I got Roller Drone when it came out. Um, I don't think I've talked Rolodrome. about on content, but
3: that was um.
1: That was a game that I was really looking forward to and it was good, but by the end of that game, I was worn out of it because it expected too much of you by the end of it. Like, it really wanted you to master everything that it offers and I don't think that it... go For me personally, going that deep into it wasn't as rewarding as it, they might have expected. That's a shame. What do you mean by
2: him? It, was it just like a weird game to play?
1: It's, it feels like a lot of things are working against, uh, against you in that game. Like a lot of the enemy designs aren't intuitive or very annoying to deal with. Like there's enemies where if you, if you shoot them once, then they're going to teleport away. So what you really need to do is, um, is get a dodge perfect so that, um, in slowed down time, you can charge up a sniper shot to headshot them specifically. And that'll one shot them but you're also under constant, um, a, a constant time limit of trying to beat a certain time to get a good score. And later levels also have enemies that are like constantly hounding you, trying to ground pound you, and that'll do like one hit KO or very close to it. So it's a lot of um, hard elements working against you and you just have to kind of perfect it.
2: Uh, Okay.
1: Yeah, it it it's, it starts teetering on towards the frustrating end of difficulty.
2: Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Any
0: other? Ah, oh, uh, can we count EA losing FIFA license as a as a fail? <laughs> uh
1: I feel like this is game thing. related. Well, well I mean, no. L-
2: let's see how it, let's let's see how it turns out. Like, as much as I love ripping uh, game licenses oh. from EA's cold hands, let's see what they come <laughs> up with. We we could be on the verge of truly the worst game of all time.
0: <laughs> Fair, but an, an actual fail, Overwatch 2 launch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Oh, yeah. um, you know what, what's
0: funny? I'd- seeing, seeing, um, sorry, sir, but just uh, seeing Blizzard get, speaking, see, sorry, seeing Facebook run um, suggested for you ads from Blizzard about skins available in Overwatch 2 and there is zero engagement. Oh, that's so good to see. Oh, I love it. I I'm I'm not normally a big Shadow guy, but when I am <laughs>
1: hmm. There was one I was going to mention. Um I don't think any of us have played it, but do we want to count Callisto Protocol? And like the, the reception that's gotten both from press and fans. Yeah. Um that's
0: like, was, that, was that a fail, or was that just sort of it, a, a- Disappointing. Not great. Yeah, it was a disappointment more than a,
2: a fail, I think.
0: Yeah,
1: I guess well, we can it, count it, it more that way. It, it wasn't a fail in
2: the sense of like a cyberpunk, it came out broken and everybody was mad at it. it yeah, like, like it didn't bomb, it came out it was like, just whoa, didn't... this is shit, I don't like it. <laughs> Made all these choices that were bad. I, I
1: feel like it was more of a failed to meet expectations sort of thing. Yeah, okay, that, that's fair.
0: Yeah, in that sense, uh, yeah, you, you'd count that as a fail. Yeah, cool. I, I don't really have any more to add. It was just uh, a quick... Um, <laughs> it's basically a quick fuck you, Activision Blizzard, and uh, <laughs> on we go. <laughs> mm. Any others from the, from, from the boys?
1: Um, the entire arc of uh, Xbox trying to buy Activision Blizzard King. Hey, that's not oh, over wait. yet.
0: Let's, 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 just, let's just see how that
1: plans out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it's still ongoing, but the, the facts of, uh, the, like, it's getting all this blowback and like, just, every, it feels like every couple of weeks we get a news, news story about it. Feels like, <laughs> feels like failure on their end. They, they would have liked it to be wrapped up by now. Zero.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right, well, uh, in the final couple minutes that will close out this Reflections on 2022 episode, is there a game or games that you're looking forward to for 2023?
1: Oh god! Okay, I wasn't I wasn't oh, prepared for that, was, but I got um, a few. Okay. Don't worry,
0: I am. I am. I'll, I'll hit you with my three. Uh, I am looking forward to Breath of the Wild sequel, whatever they yeah. Tears of the Fallen, whatever the they gave the, the actual title as, Sure, uh, Hollow Knight DLC. Uh, looking forward to that, and only because I'm counting that in the same sort of vein as I'm looking as I was looking forward to Sunbreak, which I can guarantee was what I said I was looking forward to the most this time last year. And uh, blah blah blah. What was the? Uh, what was the other one? There was one other. There was one other. Uh, oh, Alan Wake Two. Alan Wake Two. I'm a little oh, nervous because yeah. I haven't I haven't seen a huge amount about it, and uh, I much prefer the uh, Twin Peaks style mystery of Alan Wake One than the American um, American horror story of the weird sort of standalone DLC thing that they did. But if Alan Wake Two is uh, up, like if if they are returning to Alan Wake One with Alan Wake Two, I'm excited. Uh, I don't think Control 2 is 2023 release. I think that's 2024. Anyone know? I didn't think they even put it, a year on it.
1: Yeah, I don't think they put a year on it. I'd assume oh, okay. next well, definitely year. definitely not 2023
0: then. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, th- th- those are my couple. Any-, any others that you guys want to, to toss your name in the ring? There's no, there's no Elden Ring this time to, to anchor everything to.
2: Uh, well, Fire Emblem, that comes out in like nine days. Uh, very excited oh, yeah. for that. That should be really good from everything that I've seen so far. Um, but those games are always really good anyway. Um, as much as I uh, don't want to get too political with this statement, uh, I am—I do have an eye on Hogwarts Legacy. I am—I no secret that I love the Harry Potter world, and despite the fact that J.K. Rowling literally just needs to fucking step away from Twitter and stop. Don't being, worry,
0: Elon Musk is doing his best to make sure J.K. Rowling can never tweet on Twitter again. Doing the best of that no, none of us can tweet on Twitter <laughs>
3: yeah, again. Exactly. I I was towards.
0: If, if, if JK can't have Twitter, no one can. <laughs>
3: oh, I
1: feel
2: you gotta to stick together. Uh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh,
3: but,
1: but I'm very. That's so true. God damn it. Shout out to Jim Ryan going, oh, yeah, there's, there's Hogwarts Legacy is an important release for PlayStation 5 because he is also British.
2: British moment. Um, You've you got a license for that. Uh, but no, I am, wow. I am looking forward to that game. I love the Harry Potter world. It's sort of one of those games that I that I'm thinking, oh, of course, I can be my own witch or wizard and play through it. But at the same time, I don't know how it's going to go. Is it going to be like a generic sort of weird third third person shooter that's like a magic caster? I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah, Hogwarts
0: Legacy is it's a good one to raise. I'm it's not my sort of game, but then again, neither was Elden Ring. So if it somehow does a mini Elden Ring and everyone goes, actually, this game is really good, then yeah, chances are I'll pick it up and play it as well.
2: Yeah, and. Uh, Chances are, though, you'll get people that are playing it, or like 80% of the people we're playing it, it's like, oh, it's a Harry Potter game. I well, want uh, play Harry Potter. And they're like, oh, I don't like this, and I'll put it down. <laughs> so I, I see this game making its sales target simply for the brand recognition. But it.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I've, sh- I've, I've been expecting mm, yeah, that.
2: Yeah, it's the Game Freak approach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how much care do they put into the game. I'm like, this is yeah, so much with, with the, <laughs> but the zero it, voice acting in The Wizarding World. But it. it but, well, it's three weeks away from what I've seen, like the gameplay um, videos and trailers that they've shown. It looks like it'll be pretty good.
1: Yeah, that, that last overview, well, not last, but that big overview they showed a couple months back, I think what when they did the um, PlayStation set of play for it. Mm, the 20-minute one, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh,
0: yeah, the one with the DLC exclusive to PS5.
1: Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, boy! <laughs> it's not funny at all. I'm watching that, it didn't really do anything for me and kind of convinced me that it was like the sort of game that I'm not going to like, so I'm going to skip out on it myself for that reason. Like, even avoiding all the controversy stuff, it just doesn't look like something I'd enjoy, so I'm just going to skip out on it. Yeah, fair. Oh, yeah, having too much fun
0: eating glue in the corner playing Stranger <laughs> Paradise.
1: I, I enjoy that jack-flavoured <laughs> glue. <laughs> okay. All actually,
0: right. um, uh, Forza Horizon Five should be getting um, its second DLC uh, sometime. I'm surprised they haven't announced it actually, uh, because the Hot Wheels came out six odd months ago now, I think. But that that's due to come out surely
2: sometime sooner. Also, before anybody else says it. Uh, don't forget, we are pretty much six months away from stuff. Oh, oh. Uh, sorry. No, uh, s- similar games, I guess. But what, what, yeah, what are you game. saying? Uh, Starfield. Oh, yeah. Fallout in space. This has been a big push that the Microsoft Bethesda acquisition has been pushing. Um, Remember, it was supposed to come out last year, and then two weeks beforehand, they're like, nah, it's not coming out. (laughs) So I'm very, very interested to see what that looks like, especially um, with recent things like how Halo Infinite first looked like when they showed that at E3 in 2020 with that Craig... Um brute and got yes. pretty much taken off. It's like, no, it'll come out when it's ready. <laughs> and then Slidenpon um, completely shitting and pissing the bed. So or uh, very, Sonic, Sonic very... the Hedgehog,
0: the original uh, concept <laughs> art coming out and everyone going, no, nope. <laughs> none of that.
1: <laughs> I still believe that
2: was a false flag operation.
1: I don't <laughs> know because they, they had so many things leak about merchandise and stuff that
3: it, it, <laughs> it, 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 a, they were a, all a, on board
2: <laughs> for it. It's a PSYOP. Everything's a CIA, CIA PSYOP. I'm telling you right now. You heard it here first. <laughs> just,
0: just the implication that giving Sonic human teeth could possibly be a false flag operation by Paramount is like, I'm not a big Illuminati guy, but God, I wish it were real specifically for that
2: conspiracy. Well, but it's, it's the same type of things like that type of thing create so much outrage that they actually do it. And then you've got like dumb shit, like kids dressing up in suits to watch um the despicable me and, me. <laughs> oh, yeah. and you're like at, w- at what point do you realize that like you, you this day and age as someone who went to uni for a marketing degree <laughs> you literally can't fucking predict it like if i said a bunch of <laughs> I, I actually completely forgot about that that was yeah, so good if, I, if someone at uni is like oh viral marketing oh yeah cool a bunch of teenage kids dressing up in suits to watch despicable me i'm like i actually right, do, do that so i do know it just happened um, and they were like bringing bananas and shit into it as well. Like, at what point do you have a look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, you can't control it? Like, the internet is too big. I hate it.
1: Patrick, I'm going to sound like an <laughs> asshole. Um, you, you said Silk Song. What was the other game you mentioned as being very excited about? Alan uh, Way 2 Silk Song.
2: And uh, yeah. He's writing it down.
1: I am because there's something after we're all done that I want to do. Oh, okay.
2: Sure. Oh, okay. What, so, what, so- are, your, what are you looking forward to, Seth?
1: Um, so I got a... of 6. Games? <laughs> so absolutely no surprise, um, Final Fantasy sixteen, because of course I'm gonna have to shield the next square next game. Um also <laughs> Street Fighter... This Fight- one be good, I swear. <laughs> it's not on Xbox, but <laughs> G- give it give it a year. Give it a
2: year. Dead on arrival, I reckon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um also uh Street Fighter Six and uh Jedi, actually. Jedi um
0: Jedi Survivor, yeah, yeah, Survivor, yeah. Actually,
2: I'm oh,
1: going. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm go- not going to put Street Fighter on this list with them. But I'm going to do Jedi and also Resident Evil Four. Oh, the remake! Are doing it? Uh, you know
2: bro, what? I'm getting came out. Oh. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> So we got well, wait, a list we come, of... bro.
0: It's time to go to Blockbuster to rent a movie to go, <laughs> to, to go see with your friends while you eat Domino's and stay up to 2 a.m.
1: So so we got we got a list of 7 games here. My question is, which of these is most likely to get delayed into next year, do you think? Starfield, Hogwarts Legacy, no. <laughs> Silksong? Song, Alan Wake 2, Final Fantasy 16, Jedi Survivor, or Resident Evil 4? Actually, just to make the question easier, which of these will get delayed at all? Starfield. Uh, Yeah,
2: I could see Starfield being delayed until the end of the year, but it's it goes back to that funny thing I said at the start of the podcast. A delayed game can be good, while an unfinished game is always bad. So, like, I don't. It's like what a year and a half behind schedule now, and I that will really show the Zenimax Microsoft partnership and how they can work well together. And if they keep delaying this, it's like, well, we paid like what sixty eight billion dollars for you guys do something
0: um <laughs> come on do math
2: <laughs> yeah like but then at the same time when this if when and if this game comes out
1: we're looking it's gonna be a when because they they won't they won't start elder scrolls 6 until this is done
2: Well borderline and maybe i'm saying this because i get it day one on game pass so i didn't have to worry about paying extra money for it we are potentially <laughs> looking at like skyrim in space like that type of levels of hype Will it happen? I, I honestly don't know. Like, I would love for it to be like, oh, yeah, this is one of the best games of all time. But it might just turn out to be one of the games <laughs> of 2023. And I can, I can see it being delayed this year. I cannot see it being delayed uh, into 2024.
1: Yeah, no, I am the same. I, I can see Starfield getting delayed, but not until next year. I think it'll still hit this year, but maybe holiday Instead of when they expect it right now.
2: If Final Fantasy was being developed by Western studio, I would probably say that that could be delayed. Um, but because it's by a Japanese studio, there is no fucking way.
1: Oh, Scronix delays their games pretty frequently. I'm, I'd be, I'd say 16 is probably getting delayed. But at the same time, I feel like this game's been internally in development without them showing it for so long. It's. Um, is actually in a safe space, especially because they last year they promised um to show information. Uh, so I think it was 2021. Actually, they promised to show information that year, and then they missed it, and all the information started coming out last year. So I think uh, okay. I think it's already internally being delayed once, and now they're confident in their target. Yeah, well,
2: Japanese game studios have a very different culture to Western studios, so who knows what goes on behind closed doors. Do not speak to the media. Do not pass go.
1: Uh, now, the reason I wanted to make this list is because I still don't think Silk Song is coming out this year. Isn't it supposed to be coming out in, like, March? We don't know. All we know is that it, it was shown on that Xbox event and uh, Microsoft said everything that's been shown at this event is going to come out in the next 12 months.
2: Yeah, they did <laughs> that. Yeah, but never believe his lies.
1: <laughs> God, when cool. was that well, event? That was May? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah the no, E3 no thing way, they did.
2: no, no. It was much later than that. Maybe, Maybe it was June. It, it was like the E three thing they did.
1: Yeah, so Silk Song to keep their promise with Xbox has to come out around June. By June, I mean,
3: hmm.
2: still need to play the first one or Hollow Knight or whatever. I don't know how it works. Hollow Knight is a very good game. Yeah, on the list. Just like everything else. <laughs> think this isn't dream episode? Like- this isn't a list episode, Steve. I need to hear you say it. This is not a list episode. Do you guys ever oh, have yeah. that dream when like you get your legs cut off so you can't work? So yeah, just have to play video games all the time. The fuck.
1: Uh, that sounds very you specific. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I just want to play video games. I say that, but yeah, like, it, yeah, it is what it is. Start up a start up a Twitch career. I don't think I could actually. Could, there's something about like having to do something versus doing like I play video really games. A <laughs> I, yeah. I feel
0: that. I feel that. And uh, in, in light of that, uh, Seth, anytime you want to put the gun away from my family would be, would be great. Just-
1: it's still not comfortable yet.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough.
0: I, I could still try and flee the country. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think that about wraps things up. Uh, going going slightly over the, the two hour mark, but any, any final remarks? Otherwise, otherwise, I'll close this out.
1: Uh, last year was actually a really good year overall for games. Like. I like going into it. I wasn't expecting too much, but coming out of it, it was very solid. Um, I think 2017 is still one of the best in recent memory that that year was very strong, but yeah, no, last year was pretty good. All years are good. As long as
2: video games keep coming up, we keep winning. We keep eating good. Right. Well, yeah, that takes us to the end of,
0: uh, the sort of year in review, uh, episode 54 we'll be back to our regularly scheduled format (laughs) slash the episode that we were going to do now (laughs) next week. But until then, uh, if you've liked what you've heard, uh, feel free to give us a a like or, or review if you can on, on the podcast player of your choice. Uh, we're on Twitter, fast travel lounge, minus one of the L's Facebook, fast travel lounge, or mailbag, fast travel lounge at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to episode 54. Uh, we'll catch you again next time.
2: Uh, goodbye. Uh, happy birthday, 2023. Can't believe you're only 23 years old. Doesn't look a day over 20.